my hat? There it is. Welcome, everyone. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun now. Welcome to the Complete Industry Podcast. The last one of 2022. December 13th, Tuesday, 2022. That's Ian Ferguson. That's me. That's Pat Contry. On the show today, we'll be discussing uh, the Video Game Awards. Boy, was I excited. Um, me too. DCEU in fucking shambles. It, it keeps getting worse. Uh, Michael Jordan in NBA Jam, finally. Well, I mean, he was allegedly back then. Um, what's he doing back there? Just getting off this bag. GameStop in shambles as well. Yeah. And then, Ian, uh, how, was your, how was your week? My weekend was very good, Patrick. What is that, a peanut butter cup? This is not just a peanut butter cup, Patrick. Oh, is that a... Fr- That's a fresh... Factory, factory fresh? Direct. Oh, I see. Uh-oh. Peanut butter cup. Man. Uh-oh. Uh, what are you doing? One of your two Christmas presents is someone might think highly of you enough to give you some of those factory drinks. Thank you, products. Ian. Mm-hmm. You gave me three, three factory... They're smaller ones, but I still appreciate it. They're the smaller ones. They're but so good. The fact you can order direct from uh, from uh, from Hershey's on this, right? Mm-hmm. You can only do it. They do it uh, once a year for sure. Good until uh, October 2023. Um, they do it once a year. They do a run every year in October, and it makes sense because they're probably during Halloween. Whatever leftover fucking shit they have is gone. It's Just out gone. the door, so they have to do um, a new batch, and so they offer it. Sometime between the last week of October and the first week of November. Mm-hmm. But this year they held a little bit of stock over for Black Friday. Uh-huh. And then released it. So I got some of the Black Friday stock. And um, they say they do it a couple times a year, but I've never seen the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups come up factory direct more than once a year. So you think after they, they do all their deals for like the, the, the giant bags of candy, they throw some in there and they, yeah. have, they have left And we talked about, or maybe yeah. it was on the other podcast, but... um. Halloween's like the Super Bowl of candy. Sure. Like your stock is that de- I mean that's you're probably selling more oh, yeah. more at Halloween than any other time of the year. Oh, absolutely. So that's that's when a bunch of these companies are probably That's their Christmas season. pumping out some fresh yeah. shit. That, that's so you got to take advantage of it. They have their own Black Friday for candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they go into the black probably somewhere in early October yeah. for the year. And, and then do that. Well, thanks Ian. Your your present we'll get to unwrapping some presents later. It's it's still somewhere in the in the post. Do you want your system. present now? No, we'll do it later at the end of the intro. Okay. We'll do it at the end, Ian, but, but thanks for eating one in front of me. You're welcome. You, know, you I, could have one, too. No, I can't. Intermittent fasting. It's I, one day. I don't eat until at least noon, sometimes one or two, or sometimes three or four. It's one day. Depending on the, no. Anyways. Anyways. Moving on. Uh, I upgraded my iOS to 16, and I should have looked at the reviews first, because whenever you update an older iPhone, this is an X. Ian has an, he's an 8. I think yeah. eight's the last and eight. the last one they support for uh, the new iOS sixteen. Whenever you if you don't have an uh, an iPhone out there, when you go they have smaller updates. When you go when you jump a whole number, they add it's totally different. So we were in the fifteens and it was fine. And the sixteen, I jumped up. Uh, then oh no, and I have an X, which is like at this point five years old almost. About uh, I think it's five years old. And I was like oh no, the battery's draining super fast, and I panicked because I, I told you uh, a year and a half ago that. Uh, the summer, yeah, summer of last year, I had my iPhone 6s that I loved to death. 
had yeah. forever yeah, you was did. fine. You loved that phone. And then overnight, the iOS, uh, they throttled the battery and killed my phone. Like, I literally had to start charging it twice in a day. I'm not even kidding. When I was at a Comic-Con I remember, last year, yeah, yeah. I, forgot my, I forgot my cord. So I was like, I barely got the lift to get home. Because mm-hmm. it went from 30 to like 20% in like two minutes of use. And I'm like, what? Anyway. Anyway, so when I first upgraded it, I was scared. Because then I was like, wow, I should have looked at reviews first. Why would I assume that this is not going to kill my phone? Because to some people, it kills their phone. Um, and it turns out that when you first update a new iPhone, it has to do things that can kill your battery in the short term. It puts it through its paces. It's installing and running shit and tests and diagnostics and what have you or well, whatever. Well, the big thing, it, it's literally indexing all your photos again. Oh, uh, okay. It has okay. to retag them. It has to check for duplicates. It has Weird. To, all the meta. Uh, it has to you know, put them in the folders. It, you know, there's automatic folders for your f- photos. Like, yeah, it yeah, knows, yeah, yeah. It knows your face. So True. Self is, so it has to do all this shit. And so if you have like like I do, you know, like I don't offload any of my po- photos too often. I have gigs and gigs. You know, ten, twenty gigs of photos and videos, or thirty gigs. So like my phone was dropping in percentage from my twenty percent even when plugged in. So it was getting killed. You could watch it. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, 20, 19, 18. So I, was, I, I got freaked out because you can't roll back to a full uh, version less. It would be like a fucking day process to do that. Like worse than reinstalling a, a computer because you'd have to back up your entire phone, which is another issue. I love, I love Apple's um, iOS on a phone. I hate how locked down it is. You can't even easily tell iTunes program where you back which was used to back up where to back it up to so it started backing up to my C drive which is my smallest hard drive uh, mostly is because it's solid state it's quick and it ran out of space my computer my computer started to be like give me error messages I'm like what's happening zero space left on my C drive because it was about two thirds backed up but so I said to myself well how the fuck could people back up if they don't have a bigger hard drive and they have like, say, say on my phone, I had like 80 gigs or 90 gigs. My let's hard drive, say, let's say I probably had about that on my phone um, with all the apps and everything else and phone pictures. But what if my hard drive only has 60 gigs left? And this is my C drive. I can start del- deleting stuff willy nilly on it. Sure. So That's where you've got like your operating system op- and that, programs, yeah. okay. operating system programs. And so I now have like two thirds of my phone backed up, but now like, I have no hard drive space. I like delete shit off my desktop to get a few hundred meg left. I swear to God, that's what I do. I, I, I think I got two, three gigs off my desktop that was just sitting there. And I'm like, this sucks. You can't choose where to back up your phone to. Maybe it's a security thing. Not, they don't want to do it to an external. But I couldn't even pick another internal hard drive to do it. Anyway, the point is this. The phone seems to be fine. It was at 99% this morning. It's at 94% now. That seems kind of normal. It's probably a little bit slower, but I'll take it. I'll take it, Ian. You'll take it. We talked about food and my, and, uh, my unfortunate Wendy's uh, Italian chicken sandwich experience. We also talked about the, Jack in the Box. On the exclusive uh, Nothing Matters podcast we do for our Patreons, patreon.com slash CU podcast. That was fun. Check it out. Check it the heck out. Uh, so the FTC is now suing Microsoft over the pending Activision uh, Blizzard merger. This is from uh, GameSpot. Jessica Howard, the Federal Trade Commission, has officially sued Microsoft in an attempt to stop the company's $69 billion acquisition. Nice. Of, nice. A video game publisher, Activision Blizzard. <laughs> so stupid. I do it every time I see it on a fucking post. I have to say nice. <laughs> Where did that come to. from? Where did that originate from? I don't know. Just 
people being like 69. Nice. It's, it's a great number. Great experience if you can get it. Yep. The suit, which was filled Thursday, December 8, claims that the deal would be make would make Microsoft too strong a competitor in the video game industry and would ultimately suppress competition. The lawsuit comes as little surprise as Politico indicated that the FTC was likely to file antitrust claims against Microsoft late last month. So there we have it. And then Sony's whining the whole time. I understand that's that's a lot of money getting taken out of their pocket, but it's almost unbecoming of Sony how much they've been whining about this and, and Call of Duty. Sure. Uh, our games aren't going to see uh, Medal of Honor sucks. Uh, we, yeah. All these other games don't Not sell Medal as of well. Honor. I don't think there's been a Medal of well, Honor you know, for game in forever. But yeah. I saying, the business was saying, well, these other games don't sell as well as Call of Duty. That's, yeah, Battlefield can't yeah, compete yeah, with Call of that's Duty. That's what they were saying. Battle, Battlefield sucks. It's funny as hell. I don't know. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, you know, these big acquisitions. But I just think Sony's response has been funny to me to watch. I don't know. It's been something. It's been, it's been something. This is going to take a while, by the way. Why aren't these, th- these things are not quick. No. These Fed no. things. But they usually go in the Fed's direction. The wheels of justice turn very, very slowly. I'm trying to think of the Microsoft one, what, how long that one took. Oh, God. Uh, from like 20 years ago, whenever that was. Yeah. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Who, are they, who do they try to buy? Forget. Microsoft antitrust suit. Antitrust. I forgot what happened with that. Uh, the original one. Obviously, this is a new Microsoft one. Uh, US v. Microsoft from justice.gov. When was that? Oh, there was original one in 85. I think there's more than one. All right, I'm not getting into it. I'm, I'm thinking of the one from the turn of the century. That I think happened. that was just because was they, that, I, that was, that was that the thing putting it. I don't what, think what, it was because they were buying it. I think it Internet was because Explorer. they were putting, they were putting it the, on. I thought it was more than that. I thought it was Windows just being on every computer. I thought a part of it was Internet Explorer, Explorer. being packed in that was killing off all the other um, browsers. Sure. Uh, speaking of which, quick quick fun side note. Uh, at work the other day, uh, without getting into what I do, uh, I had to pull up two email addresses uh, <sighs> for people to send something to. And uh, the one email, they were the owners of a business. The one email address was a Netscape.com email address, and the other email address was an AOL.com email well, address. AOL's still around. It's <laughs> Netscape still around? I mean, I guess, you, I, guess, I guess your domain can still, like, be there. Netsca- I, like, what, what's that? Netscape.com. Yeah, I don't There's know. AOL owns it. So that's, they kept it around. There we go. AOL's, I mean, I know AOL's still around. They were... Bought out by someone. I, I don't know. Well, like, I don't. Yeah, but AOL is not a service anymore for uh, for dial up, or they don't provide internet, do they? I don't know. I thought it was just an email service at this point. And the news site basically just keeps them great. There's there's a uh, DeSantis news on the fucking front. Ugly motherfucker. Anyway, um, oh, don't talk politics, Ian. Well, he's ugly. It's not politics. Yeah, don't talk about. politics. I'm also not allowed to play with my hood during the intro. I've never heard someone complain about someone that. Someone said that said it was because I'm insecure about my hair, and I I want to know what kind of person sits online and like makes their life out of comments like that. 
Well, that's half of YouTube comments, though. You was it YouTube comment? Yeah, it was very strange. It was just a very strange one. Well, that's hair comments I've gotten. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm just saying uh, it's very strange. It's of a, course it's, it's strange. A, it's a strange. There's fucking there's weirdos out there. There's lots of awful comments that I don't I don't bring up, but that one was just very strange. I, I've never seen a comment about your sweatshirt. I think I think get a fucking life. Don't let, don't let them get to you. No, but they need to know that they're trash human beings. Sometimes, oh, sure, sure. A lot of people are. All right, uh, free Mario Kart 8 Deluxe update lets you choose what power-ups appear during races. I don't know why I added this. I had this before the Video Game Awards. Is this is this something you, you would use, Ian? It is, uh, but the thing is, is I think it's funny that they're announcing it. It looks like they just did a graphical overhaul. Uh, maybe this is more specific, but you've always been able to select uh, the items when you do multiplayer. I used to always end all of my online Mario Kart 8 rooms that people would come play in with all uh, all bananas tracks. Well, Nintendo of Europe said a new custom items feature is now available. Like I said, it looks like it was revamped. Oh, but you've always been able to. Yeah, but it look. But like I said, you may be able to be more selective, but you've always been able to have some control over the items in your races. So you can do blue shells only. Yeah, just just chaos. Yeah, maybe you couldn't do that in the last in in in, before. Before, like I said, this looks more specific, but uh, it's not a brand new feature. It's just an upgraded feature. Blue shells only would be so interesting, just because you would never want to be in first place. You want to like until the end. You want to like everyone will be like it would be a race of who's going slower. Almost be hysterical. Yeah, it'd be funny. Try that. Also, try that. And then the video game awards happened. Uh, No one's expecting us to say much of anything. Our holy, our holy. Dorito Pope Jeff Keighley puts on a good show. And now does the summer games thing, trying to get at E3 against E3. But uh, there were some stuff that there was some stuff that was announced. You say no one expects us to talk about this? Is that what no you one said? expects us to cover it in depth? We don't talk about new shit we haven't forever. We do every once in a while. We talk about, we you, talk about cyberpunk shit. We t- we covered in, in detail that mess. We cover some of it. If yeah, it's some. in the news, if there's a we never talk about playing anything. This of this it. antitrust stuff is is modern gaming news. Okay. There was a Final Fantasy 16 trailer released, okay. a new one. Uh, Hades 2 was announced. That's something that I'm actually extremely excited about. Hades was great. Um, Diablo 4 got a release date trailer. My favorite game. Um, suicide Squad. Uh, there was a Some sort of Suicide Squad? There was squad? a Super Mario Brothers movie clip that was actually very cute. I enjoyed it. We'll get to that at the end. That's its own mini topic. Oh, is it? That's okay. enough. I mean, there's enough. Tekken enough, 8. There's enough sizzle there. Games won awards. Uh, Elden Ring won game of the year. I'm just going to cut to the only thing that's important to me. Death and Stranding that's, 2? Nope. And that is Armored Core 6 finally got you, you, fucking announced. You skipped over Idris Elba joining Cyberpunk? You love Idris. I love Idris Elba, but I don't care about Cyberpunk. I said there's only one thing and only okay. one thing. That mattered to me. Street and Fighter that 6, is, don't care? I do, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, we know about Tekken Street 8, Fighter 6. I do care about Tekken 8, but not as much as I care about Armored Core 6. Um, it's probably going to be the game that pushes me to buy a PS5. Uh, oh, it's going to be exclusive? No, it's not. But my PC, while it, uh, while it could... I don't want to kill the damn thing. It's got a 3080 in there and 16 gigabytes of RAM. I'm about to upgrade it to 32. You think I can handle it? Oh, it can. I mean, it might be able to. 
Just get another monitor. You bought a monitor. You can hook up the monitor. I did. I hook it up to my my TV all the time. But it's just, I don't know that I want to fuck around with settings and shit like that. That's a game I want to be able to. What do you got this thing for? Because I play tons of shit on it and I use it for work. But that's a game that I want to be able to throw into a system and not have to worry about a fucking thing. Well, as as Cyberpunk has shown us, that's not a guarantee anymore. Well, that's a company that released an unfinished (laughs) game. I'm just saying. The same way that Game Freak. I I have faith in in from software. Not the guarantee it used to be on consoles. <laughs> no, no, it's it not. It's not. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I'm at. If there's anything else you want to say about the Game Awards, go for it. But I tried to I watch 30 minutes of it and it, could not. It literally went from, I used to watch this four or five years ago. I'd watch almost the entire thing, at least check in, to, all right, I'll just check in a couple things, too. I don't care. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or I'm not into, obviously, some of these games or the fact that, obviously, it's just an announcement show. I'm not even trying to sound um, crabby. I just don't have the patience to sit through it's it. An it's, an it's not show. for me. It's, it's not, not for me. That's it's, all. It's not an award show. It's not. Sure. It's a commercial show. I mean, masquerading as an award show. And obviously, since they fund it, that's what it is. The major companies all fund it. So, but it's like, let's not pretend that this is something special. The awards really don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. You'll get a, you'll get like, you know, they'll repackage some games physically. Let's say used to and say, oh, this was the game of the year. But all the, but all the magazines do that anyway. They have their own game of the year editions. Yep. So it doesn't everything matter. can get a game of the year edition out if uh, they they. <laughs> Get enough reviews. Yeah, best of show. You go to you, yeah, when I used to go to like E3, you'd have all the companies at IGN putting their ribbon on. Oh, this is the best, uh, whatever. And then the companies use that shit. It's, I don't know. I've gotten, uh, not that I've grown more cynical. I just don't have the patience for this anymore. Where it's just so blatantly naked, just this is just advertising, and I don't care. Well, I think there's um, something. I, I think I think there's a lot of people who do watch it and have a good time I, watching it. And that's fine, but because they have their tempered expectations and they just want to like, see reveals, and they do stuff like Gamer of the Year. Like who won Gamer of the Year? Like, well, how do? What does that even mean? They did. They do the Gamer of the Year. They do, what do they call I it? I have no idea. They, like, because they, I have not watched it. Did they give out a lifetime achievement? That at least is interesting. That's the only thing that's not cynical. That they do every year in the Game Awards. They Which give, one? They, like the, the lifetime achievement. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they've given it to Roberta Williams and Ken. They they've given it to. Uh, um, I can't remember. They've given it to Kojima one year. Mm-hmm. The one year where he was booted off Konami a few years ago. Kojima, <laughs> gave, yes. <laughs> They gave it to him. Um, yeah, now I can't remember. Did they do that every year? I don't know. I have no idea. We don't pay attention to it, which is why no one expects us to cover it. <laughs> now, now there's a bunch of other lifetime achievements I'm looking at. I thought the Game Awards did a lifetime achievement. Maybe they called it something else. Did they stop that? Did they really stop that? No, they didn't. Uh, Phil Spencer won it. Really? No, that was another thing. I can't even keep track. Of I don't it. know, but we're falling apart on this segment. All right, all right so, Captain Intro. Uh, it, uh, it, it, uh, if you want to learn about the Game Awards, you can check any other podcast or any other website out there. They will well, give the you the rundown. Well, the fact that I can't fucking find it easily. Okay, here's a list. You know what you can find easily, can Patrick? You? you can find UltimateNintendo.com easily. We're moving on from the Video Game Awards. <laughs> And what can you find <laughs> for the holiday season? You can find books, pins, RBI baseball stickers, etc. DVDs, Blu-rays. Keepsakes. Keep- you can find some fucking keepsakes. I had four people respond, five people to say that said <laughs> I bought a DVD and I had four or five DVD sales a week ago after you mocked the keepsake. Well, people love keepsakes, man. Yes. I mean, what is there to say? It's a keepsake, you know, you mocked me. People aren't you're fucking trying to say that people were in the cabins in the backwoods playing DVD players only. <sighs> Don't make fun of our flyover it's in state. It's the same category. We have flyover as... state 
followers. Some of the same category as a precious moments figurine. It's a keepsake. It's it's not it's not an old thing your grandma had in the seventies. An old cherubic little porcelain little chotsky. Love that word chotsky. 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 It's a good word. Uh, Can't spell it. C H O. Chotch. I just spelled it the other day. C H O. T C H K E. Okay, so they had yeah. content creator of the year. What the hell does that mean? I guess that's a Twitch or YouTuber. Best. Yeah, we're off of that, by the way. Best esports athlete. I'm sorry, it's T C H. They didn't do a lifetime achievement award. It's not showing up here. Shame on you, Jeff Keeley, if you did not do a lifetime. Pat, please achievement. move on from the game awards. I'll be on Twitch, celebrating <laughs> holidays every Wednesday. Twitch.tv/slash/CountryCode, and a certain NES guide app is released. A new version on iOS. Already at 3.2. Yeah, the, the number, the ratings keep going up. We're, we're flipping those bad uh, ratings from the, from when the last dev stopped working on it. Uh, so we're getting back there. And it's going to be released on Android by the weekend, I was told, by the dev. And and it's all new. It's all nice. great. Ian loves it. He doesn't love it. Um, but the, So by this weekend, the Android version will be, will be out. So iOS.ultimatenes.com and, and Android.ultimatenes.com will redirect to the stores. For both there, all right. We have we have some uh, bad news that sucks for people that we know from uh, from Blaze who put out the Evercade handheld units and now the well the console unit as well. Uh, the Evercade EXP stock was stolen. Six hundred thousand dollars worth of stock. This was all the fun stock. I guess fun stock is a distributor that's putting out this stuff. This was the uh, limited edition uh, units. Uh, that were stolen, uh, set off a lorry, which is a truck to us all across the pond. Uh, suspected targeted robbery, targeted. That's what's scary. Like this was premeditated. It wasn't like a, yeah. It wasn't like hey, there's a truck laying around with the keys in it. This was like they knew what this was. It sounds like a heist. Yes, scary. No one was hurt. So they put out uh, they put out a note about this on their page page about this. Um, the stock was moving between warehouses for uh, dispatch to all U- UK, US, and rest world customers. All the stock was taken in this terrible, possibly organized attack. EU stock was not affected and has arrived in fund stocks European warehouse successfully. So it's everything outside of that. So outside of Europe, uh, so UK, USA, and rest of the world. That's chunky. Evercade EXP limited edition orders on fundstock.co.uk outside of EU countries was stolen. Yeah, this does not affect any standard white editions. Uh, we've been tirelessly working behind the scenes, liaising with police, evaluating the situation, and defining a plan of action that we communicate to our customers. We are at Blaze are hugely fr- angry and frustrated at this with these products so close to release. The time cannot be worse. So they are. Um, they say their customers are their number one concern. They are, they have immediately started reproduction of the affected stock. They aim to ship this as fast as possible to fulfill all orders and with the support of Funstock, providing updates to all affected customers. I feel so bad for them. I mean, yeah, this a, isn't a gigantic, gigantic company. Obviously, they've done right, well this, the past this, few years. This hurts. Like this um, is a, a, this is a huge financial blow. Um, and people, well, people are a product. That's the thing. So like th- they have to reproduce it. They're out of money. People, are, people out of a lot some of people, money. Some people will ask for refunds. So like it does hurt. Yes. Um, so in terms of number of units, if you go, if you do the math, if it's like was it around six hundred thousand. And these limited ones, uh, I believe, were about what they're about 180 uh, limited uh, EXP Evercade. Um, if I did, I did the math on the on the phone with you the other day, 
and it's a lot of units obviously it's probably like it's yeah it's a lot but i'll do it again sure i think it was about 180 and, and that you got you got your own special uh case for it you got a you got a carry uh case as well you got your own it was, well the case the, the external case was different yeah it was black uh, and then you got a carry case, and then you got two uh, game packings that were included as well. So it's also software that's affected as well. So six hundred thousand, I, I believe it was one hundred eighty or so each, because the regular ones are about what one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty. Uh, so. One hundred and fifty, the regular EXP is uh, divided by, let's just say, one hundred eighty or even two hundred. It's like it's over three. It's between three and four thousand units. Between three and four thousand units. It's like thirty. Let's just say thirty five hundred units. That fucking sucks. That's nuts. Yeah. So hopefully, customers, you understand that this is not going to be quick and easy no. to reproduce them on the lines, you know, and then get them shipped over. You know what I mean? And have, and have that all done. Uh, I don't know where these actually are produced. I shouldn't know. I don't know if they're produced in Asia or not. I have to look that up. Either way, this is going to be a while. Yep. So it sucks. I'm hoping there's insurance to cover this. Um. Yeah, I really hope there is something like that in play. I feel like there has to be. So then it's not at least all out of pocket. You'll get at least some back. <sighs> that would be better. Unfortunately, my gut tells me that insurance covers wholesale costs and not retail cost. Right. So like, it's going to help, but it's not going to get it back to where it was. But at least they'll cover the cost to reproduce them. But they wouldn't cover any loss of like, hey, if people ask for sales money back and, and stuff like that. Right. 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 So right. it's not like it wouldn't be if there's insurance. It wouldn't be like it, it. It still sucks, but it wouldn't be like the giant catastrophe. It would be a smaller catastrophe at least. So because I've gone through this myself with book stuff and going through claims, and it's like, yeah, they're not covering you the retail cost. Mm-mm. They're just covering you replacement uh, to replacement to the manufacturer for stuff like that. So it sucks. We're good folks. They're a good team. I've, t- I've spoken to a couple of the folks on the team personally a, a year ago. Um, yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Well, what else is going on? Uh, the DCEU is in shambles. Um, Wonder Woman 3, Black Adam 2, Man of Steel sequel, and Batman Beyond are all canceled. And we didn't know there was a Batman Beyond until a few days ago when they said, yeah, that Batman... No, they mentioned it. They mentioned it. Oh, they did? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I was excited for that. That was talked about a while back. And they said, yeah, because Michael Keaton was supposed to come back first in Flash. Yep. Well, he is. And then shows up in Batgirl, which is now shelved. No one will ever... It'll never see the light of day. And now was supposed to be the older Bruce Wayne for a Batman Beyond. Yep. Which would have been fucking awesome. It would have been out of great. All, out of all these, I mean, all of these projects. That was the one that I was the most excited for was Batman Beyond. I loved Batman Beyond when it came out. It was an interesting concept. I've watched um, it with Vani a little bit. It's, it's fucking awesome. She loves it. It's a great future Gotham Elseworld thing. And then um, the, the Return of the Joker movie was great. That was like the end cap to the story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. Um, I didn't so, know you watched Batman Beyond. A little bit. 
I mean, I was a little bit older, but once I, I, I saw some episodes and I saw... Yeah, I didn't watch nearly as much of it, of it course, was like as like Batman 90s. animated, yeah. but... I was, I was in college. <laughs> I was in high school and college. But no, it was good. It was like a sleek suit. It wasn't... It was, you know, a little, had a little flying thing going on with yeah. the wings, and it was a little, a little stealthy. It was interesting. It was like a big battle suit, you know. It wasn't like fucking uh, the Affleck suit where he's bulked up to the nines and, you know, whatever. Fake muscles. Um... I'm not saying you didn't get in shape, but it's those suits have all fake muscles. So that sucks. Wonder Woman three is interesting just because like the first two come out and the first one people liked. The second one sounded like it was a disaster that no one liked. I didn't like, see it, but everyone uh, said it was bad, which is which sucks because I, I first one was good. <laughs> minus a couple of spots, I really liked the first one. The first one was good. And then Black Adam two probably is not going to happen. We'll get into that's a mess. And the Man of Steel sequel that people were like, they, from what reports were, they were like getting, starting to get going with it, getting a script writer in because, spoilers, Henry Cavill cameoed as Superman in the Black Adam 2 movie and The Rock pushed for that to happen. He, I guess he shows up in the, the Black Adam 2? You mean I mean, Black, Black Adam? Adam Black yeah. Adam. He shows up in the after, I guess, in the post credit scene. But, and that, and supposedly Dwayne Johnson, The Rock pushed for that personally because, the Rock envisioned himself as the new leader of the DCEU up to a few months ago. I like The Rock, him. but man, he has some fucking delusions about his ability to push movies and carry movies. He really, really he, does. And that's what I'm going to get into. So Black Adam 2 may not be happening. It, it wasn't going to happen potentially before because that's going to lose money. Black Adam 2. That underperformed. Underperformed after all the... Black Adam? Yeah, one. Sorry. One. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I keep saying two because two. I'm looking at two on the screen. Black Adam underperformed. It w- it got mid reviews, very mixed reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and people were just were not interested in this character that yeah. it was only known as as a villain to Captain Marvel slash Shazam, and now right, is exactly introduced as an anti hero in his own movie. So it yeah, just, my understanding is they changed Black Adam's story a lot because The Rock wanted him to become like a more like just heroic, central, central, yeah, central character. Thirty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Oof, worse than I thought. I thought it was in the fifties. That was uh, oh really? It's, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> critics consensus: Black Adam may end up pointing the way to an exciting future for DC films. <laughs> well, no. no, but as a standalone experience, it's a wildly uneven letdown. The audience says it's one of the best DC movies to date. That's not saying much. No, it's not. But it doesn't look like it is based upon what people were saying about it. So you had the Justice Society show up in there. And so... I can't believe you're ruining it for me. No. (laughs) What? I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, the old-ass Justice Society from the Golden Age. No one knows about it outside of nerds like us even know what that is. Um, So The Rock envisioned, I think, in his head, Black Adam being like... The like the tent pole yes. of DC movies for some reason yeah because because it's him not the fact that no one yes. cares about the character no one cares about just just, just society characters at all right uh, no one cares about Hawkman Hawkman is fine but no one cares about him no one cares about uh, the Adam and the other characters they don't um so and, it, and and I read that they were thinking about doing a Justice Society movie no one would have seen that. I mean, no one would have seen that. DC so, forgets that they... I mean, and I'm not trying to be like a fanboy. I don't read Marvel shit anymore. I've been sick of Marvel years. But DC really loves to think they've got the depth of roster that Marvel does. And they don't. 
it's tough. Their side care. It's tough to build up their side characters because one of the big differences between DC and Marvel is there's a lot of Marvel heroes that feel like everyday people. Yes. But in DC, everyone is, they're all gods. They're all held up on this fucking pedestal. Batman is the only one that really isn't. And even he can be written like that. It's it's not, it's not interesting. It's hard to feel like you're ever watching true relationships or anything develop because they're all these people put on pedestals in these high pants. I just, I like some very specific DC stuff, but overall it's very tough for me to get into. Yeah. The characters are overpowered. It's hard to associate with them. I always talk about how it's hard to write Superman, but at least he has a humanity because he came to earth and he's an orphan. I feel like the hard to write Superman Uh, stuff is a little overplayed. You just introduce some humanity there and you can't because he's, he's an interesting enough character given his origin and the way he feels about people, but Mm -hmm. you can't do that with, I mean, but that's their entire slate. Sure. Yeah, the Holy Trinity. You have Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's interesting, but also overpowered. And but the problem with with this this movie is that it's first of all it's The Rock playing The Rock. He only plays himself. Right. And like you said, I think either he overestimates or the public does overestimates his popularity and draw for these movies. Right. Like he's been in movies that did not do that well and were not that good. Um. Like it, like the fucking Rampage movie, for example. Oh, right. I forgot about like, that. Like he's been in these movies where, oh, it's The Rock playing a, a zoologist, but it's The Rock. Right. And it's like at some point, the, the, the expression in wrestling is you have to show ass, meaning that you have to show humility and being beat down yes. so you can come back. And his characters never experienced that because I think his ego, Dwayne Johnson's ego, doesn't want even his characters to show that in these movies. Right. Like, yep. when you watch him in the Fast and the Furious movies, he doesn't get his ass kicked ever. He doesn't lose a fight ever. Sure. He's the big fucking guy, guns out, throwing everyone around. And while that's cool, in theory, you it's hard to get, it's hard to identify with those characters that never get beat down. Why do you think Indiana Jones is so fucking popular? He gets his ass kicked yep. all the time. Nope, absolutely. That's exactly it. I just can't identify with any anyone in the DC universe. It's tough. Jo- John McClane in Die Hard gets his ass handed to him, bleeding all over, suffering. Oh, yeah. You have to have your characters, protagonists, experience this so that they can come back. You garner sympathy. This is basic writing. And when I, see, when I saw the trailer for Black Adam, he's catching missiles, he's throwing shit, the Justice Society, he's catching Hawkman's Fucking uh, whatever he uses, he uses the the fucking the, the thing to hit him with. What is that called? I forget. The scepter, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, he he's and he's just shrugging off everything. I don't want to watch that. Why is that interesting? They t- a, they took they uh, took a lesser known character and remodeled it to fit the Rock for what is basically a vanity show. Yes, he wanted to be the character forever. Um, he he pushed to get Henry Cavill in it. Cavill might have quit Witcher season three just to do Superman. That's not clear, but there's that's hints. what I had heard was basically he had put it off to he he quit Witcher to come back to movies. <sighs> I, I don't feel, I don't know if it was actually. Um, I feel horrible if that's the case because now if this doesn't happen, it's like it's a waste. And he's and, sure because obviously he loved doing that and he loved doing Superman. He loved doing both. But there has been a Superman movie in almost ten years now, which is insane. Oh, if you don't count Batman be Superman, that that garbage. So that's gone. What happens now? We don't fucking know. 
they, they're announcing these plans going forward, but it sounds like there was a power struggle internally. The Rock wanted to be put front and center, and James Gunn and his partner were like, well, they're, they're the new hires. It's going to be their vision. Keep in mind that even though the Suicide Squad was good, that didn't make money either. And yes, I came out during the pandemic, but like they're on shaky ground to begin with, even with a new creative vision. And now it's coming out that supposedly uh, Dwayne Johnson leaked Black Adam uh, I almost forgot we had this part to talk about. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson leaked bad Black Adam profit info. And I saw this on Twitter trying to push it. Hey, I'm going to speak to our financiers. I think we made between 50 and 70 million when all said and done. And it's like, if I'm Warner Brothers executive, I'm going to be like, shut your fucking mouth. Buddy, you're done. Because, like, we don't know if that's true. And now you're speaking out of turn. You're not a fucking, you're not, you're not bankrolling these fucking movies, The Rock. You're, you're an actor in this. Right. What are you fucking doing? What are you doing? You're not people Tom Cruise. Just, you're not Tom Cruise too producing big. this. Too big. Heads get too big. Who's trying to compare it to, well, the first Captain America, um, only made this amount of money. Captain America cost a hell of a lot fucking less than this movie did. Right. And that didn't star The Rock. That's That starred Chris Evans, relatively still unknown uh, when that movie happened. Right, it's not, exactly. It's apples and oranges, buddy. What are you fucking doing? That was like near, that was at the beginning of the superhero thing. Like That was barely when uh, Disney was getting their teeth into it. I don't think they, Disney owned it yet when that movie was being produced. I think it was... I, it was no, Disney the didn't own that, own it yet. It was it was around Avengers when Disney bought it, right? I think it was like Marvel. after the first Avengers that Disney bought Marvel, or maybe so, even later. Uh, when did they do that? Like it seems like they almost had, yeah. Um, oh, it was two thousand nine. It was two thousand. Okay, yeah. It was after the first few movies, Please. the first couple movies. Okay, all right. It was around that time. But they okay. So anything going to production two thousand nine, they probably had nothing to do with like Thor or around or maybe partially. Probably not Avengers. That. Yeah. Avengers, oh, Avengers 2012. They probably did was by it? then. Yeah. Okay. Avengers yeah, was a few years in. Okay. Uh, but okay. So here's the point. This is an entirely different time. That movie cost a lot more money, um, and it was pumped up as being like the, the like the future of the DCU. And I, we don't know if we're going to see a sequel to this at all. Black Adam? Yeah. We don't. Oh know. no, I, I highly doubt that. So you I, oh we forgot to mention Jason Momoa might be done as Aquaman after the next Aquaman movie, which is you know, basically in post-production. Like, it's, this is, I mean, this is all within a six-year span. This happening. Batman v. Superman, Justice League, and it falls apart. When the fuck was Batman v. Superman? 2016. Are you fucking kidding me? My sense of time is all fucked up. Yeah. It it took three years between that and and then uh, Superman. Superman 2016. Yeah. You thought it was earlier, right? No, it was. I did. And then Justice League was seventeen. That's only five years ago. This is this, and they still haven't righted the ship in five years. They knew it was a disaster at Justice League, and five years later, they still are spinning with this stuff. Cancellations, pushing back Flash. The Flash movie should constant come out. talk about ten year fucking plans. The Flash movie was supposed to come out originally like two thousand nineteen or twenty, and it's still not out. And that's and that uh, Ezra Miller is a fucking disaster. Oh, with yeah. that, we don't know. We don't know if there's gonna be a new Flash. I mean, I can't picture this. I've gone any worse. I mean, we used to have the DC fanboys come after us. Remember, like six years ago. Yep, we were being overly critical. We didn't know what we're talking about. Uh, look, how, oh, oh, I like Batman v Superman. I, and look, and look who was right. We never <laughs> disaster. All right, we gotta move on. We Captain do. Intro. We got a few more things. Uh, I'm just going to do the unboxing. It'll be a long intro, but that's fine. It's Christmas. Last one of the year. NBA Jam now has 
the goat, Michael Jordan, Shaq, and Barkley, too. Oh, they were in it, but they uh, out. Yeah. So this was a ROM hack. And I was looking at this stuff every few years. I want a modern NBA Jam ROM hack, by the way, for modern rosters, which is possible, but it sounds like it's a lot harder to do the arcade ROM hack versus Super Nintendo. They right, just it is. Yeah. So, but this one took uh, the TE Rev 2.1. It added Jordan into the game, which uh, supposedly was in a couple of versions that were sent out to a few players in the early 90s that requested it. Like I think I think like uh, Gary Payton was the one that requested Shaq uh, be uh, not, uh, Jordan be in the game, right? Add Shaq back in, who was in the original NBA Jam, and I think was taken out even before TE. I think there was a ROM iteration where he was gone; his rights were gone. And then Barkley was taken out because of his rights were gone. He had his own video game stuff as well. So they're back into this version, and then it keeps two point one still has the backboard shattering. I didn't know that was ever taken out. Backboard shattering, oh. fatalities, Mortal Kombat characters, playable cheerleaders, and several more hidden players that were removed in later revisions. So it, it keeps like the, I guess the the, the largest. Roster together. Game. Yeah, it becomes the largest roster. I know they took out the backboard shattering in, in versions of T. I didn't know that. I did, and I can't remember why. I think it was because the NBA the was... The violence, like they yeah. took, how they took out fighting in the NHL games for a couple of years. Right, yeah. I think it was just, yeah, it was not something that the NBA wanted to be associated with. There's a whole story about that, the NHL, fight, how like they took out the fighting the one year. Like, right. Weeks before it was supposed to come out, they had like, rushed to get the code out. And it's just like, no, we don't want fighting, it's out. And they're like, what? And like, anyway, so it's great. The Jordan uh, voice sounds like Tim Kisrow. It sounds like him. So either that was hidden in the ROM or... Probably it, hidden in the ROM, but Kisrow does all sorts of shit still based on the like his popularity from Jam. So I don't think they got him to do this, though. I don't think they did. I sure. Think. But it's it's like, Jordan, it, it's... It sounds close. It could certainly be hidden in, the, in a in a file somewhere. Unless they cannibalize two other sounds and cut it together. Sure. Jordan and Dan, I guess you can do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's another, there's no other Jordan on the roster back. There. I'm trying to think. There's no DeAndre Jordan. That's a modern player. So it's cool. There's a trailer out. You can you can you can uh, it's going to patch the ROM and you can play it. And I actually looked at a video of someone that you can you know get it burnt onto your board. And so someone has a, a Jordan NBGM. That's the dream. It's awesome. And the, and, t- and they just named the uh, the MVP trophy after Jordan that came out today. Oh, did they? It's going to be the Michael Jordan MVP trophy going forward. Interesting. I, I did not know that. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, Defensive Player of the Year. Jim Havlicek, uh, Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, George Mikan, uh, Most Improved Player. So now that they all have names. They look terrible, though. The, besides the MVP, they redesigned. They all look terrible, the names. Sorry, a little NBA, NBA talk. Um, more, more game preservation news. We're, we'll go over this one very quickly. A, a big Gaming Alexandria article. There was a big Sega, like um, game on rails picture picture like Star Tours, but you can you know you can play the damn thing and like shoot at stuff like a laser disc. It was a laser disc game. Yeah, called Michael Jackson and Scramble Training. So they had this at those Sega arcade centers that popped up and they got rid of pretty quickly because they were failures. And I, I think few of these survived because they're giant arcade units. Were like they're rides. They're like ten minute rides. Uh, eight people go into seats and you fire at stuff. But the point is this. The ROM has never been dumped for this, but the video portion, including the intro with Michael Jackson, has been found. Was found at a, a car boot sale, which is close to a you know a flea market sort of thing equivalent here. People yell at me for saying that, but it's the closest thing. And people found the tape, and we got it digitized, so we have that, which is great. Yeah, it's super cool. Because none of it was online at all. So, so I don't know if any comments to that. 
So it was one of those things where I just always find Michael Jackson's love of Sega to be the only good thing about it is yeah. in personal life. Yeah. Um, so he had a great relationship with Sega. Then obviously he had the child uh, abuse allegations that happened. Uh, so a few of these units are big boys are still verified to exist. Sega probably has someone somewhere. They don't care about it. Right. In pieces. But there's one in the Ukraine that you can buy off AliExpress. I looked up for $2,500 plus somehow you get that shit shipped overseas. Good luck. That's going to cost you $10,000 probably to get that thing shipped. Um, and there's one supposedly in Australia and another one. So the ROM has not been dumped. So if you find one in arcade, ask to get the board out to get the ROM chips dumped. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> but it would just be like shooting. It would be like those laser disc it's, games. It's like all sh- the laser disc games. Where you get yeah. like really bad graphics and stuff moving around, and you have a target, and you shoot, and you aim at yeah. it, and you get a score. You don't affect the game. You know what I mean? Right. You, don't, you don't affect it. And then um, it's time to unbox some gifts. It is. Let me give you yours first, and then we'll go into the... Uh... Do you want me to tell you what I got you? You want to be surprised? You can just surprise me later. It's okay. Fun. I think you'll like it. I but think you'll like be- this. I ordered a week and a half ago, so it hasn't arrived. It's amusing. Oh, oh. An Elisa Simpson's bag? I like the bag. Here's the bag we had. It was big enough, and I was like, that's perfect. This this f- seems heavy. Oh, no! I did. You did. <laughs> I did. Was this after a conversation last week? Huh? Was this after we had our conversation about I this last week? I had already gotten you on. <laughs> it's not Nerf, but it's it's a big boy. It's a Tech Mon- Pro Edition Monster Jam. I cannot tell you. This is heavy. Yeah, I cannot tell you how much my life has improved since adopting the mini hoop lifestyle. Oh, Ian, you shouldn't have. You could have got me a little Nerf guy. That would be fine. But you like this? It's metal. It's a spring-loaded rim, polycarbonate backboard. So it's it's, like a real backboard, and it's easy to put together. See, where can I? I got to find a a good place. I can't do it that corner. I guess I could, but I need three sixty. Three sixty. Yeah, I'll find a. You'll like, find a spot. I can for do it, it by the, the the one out the aisle in the back. Right and you here. don't you don't screw it into the door frame. It's just got the hook, so you can yeah, pick hooks, it up like and the, move like it like around. The Nerf ones yeah. had. Yeah, it goes over the top though, like that. Yep. Oh, thanks, Ian. That's very thoughtful. It has a little mini pump. <laughs> it's a little ball. pump. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love this thing. <laughs> so you got one for yourself? I got one. I bought. I saw them and was so enamored with them that I uh, I, I I I spent a lot of money on basketball hoops. I bought four of them. You bought four of these. Bought one for me. I bought one for the kid uh, for for uh, for toy for the toy drive. Okay. I bought one for you, and I bought one for John. <laughs> well, I hope you got a bulk discount. <laughs> I did not, but, but they were totally worth it, dude. Yeah. I fucking love them. Who makes these? Again? Tech? Tech. Never well, heard of the company, but well, let's let's get a sponsorship going. On. That'd be yeah, <laughs> heavy duty. So it's like real the real metal material. It's metal. Yeah, it's real metal. <laughs> it's not Man, like a plastic. If you could have got me a ten dollar Nerf hoop, I would have been ecstatic. But thank you. You're welcome. That's that's very thoughtful. They're fun. And now we got gifts from. Uh, we, well, we got something from Magic Spoon. Th- this Being was got- one of the coolest fucking promo things I've ever gotten, and we're not even technically advertising Magic Spoon. Well, right I now. still am on the, for the flea market. Uh, okay. But, so uh, check this out. They sent the custom like, bowl and spoon. So the spoon is awesome. It's multicolor. It's got that like oil slick. Uh, they call coating. it like oil slick coating. And uh-huh. then that's a uh, silicone bowl. Oh, silicone. I didn't know. Oh, it's silicone. It's a silicone cereal bowl. You can microwave it. You can. Uh, I, I think it's even like oven safe. They say most bowls are round. Not every breakfast is well rounded. That's right. Maybe. Maybe. You guys are faking how much you like. magic. No, I love magic spoon. That's good. 
eat my ass out there. There's a couple flavors I wasn't hugely into, but I'm excited to try the sugar cookie one. Yeah, sugar cookie. They always they always have new. They have like eight different flavors now. They're constantly rotating them. Yeah, it's good. I'm fucking starving. I'm fasting. And then Yoshi, our pal Yoshi, got me something. Uh, I almost bought myself this last year. It's a keepsake, Ian. A keepsake. It's an ornament. It's the NES controller. Okay. They, they put out um, NES stuff the past four or five years. I see. I have the NES console from a few years ago that was hard to find at first. Ian, that makes sound. It plays yeah. Super Mario Brothers. I don't think that one makes it sound, but it's cute. I have a little mini Link one as well. I was so checking. I think to someone gifted us. I think someone's gifted me the little mini Link uh, a year or two ago. Yeah, that's cute. I like that. And then Yoshi, because uh, he's crazy, got me something that's very specific, but. I have no use for it, but I love Yoshi. This is a chin rest for an M16 rifle or AR-15. Oh, okay. But this is the specific one that Gogo 13 has on his rifle. Ah, that's interesting. And this supposedly is very hard to find. Like, that's old and they don't make it anymore. So, like, he had a search for that. That's really fucking cool. You put your chin against it when you when you lean. Oh, your chin again. Yeah. Okay, it's a chin rest. That's so, fucking so, so, cool. So, so that's, I guess, like this. I guess like this. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like a shoulder chin sort of deal. So, like, supposedly he said, like he had a, a look far and wide for this. This is like from like the fucking seventies or, or or like early. Like this is that is a thoughtful and it's cool very thoughtful. Present. I don't know what I want to do with it or display it. What's funny about shadow this, box it next to something else? Gold Glow thirteen. What's funny about this is that. Um, he told me about this earlier in the year that he bought it for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought of it a few days ago randomly. So I said, holy shit, I don't know where that is. He never mailed it to me. He mailed it to me probably when I, about when I thought about it. I'm a little bit psychic. I got psychic powers. All right. And, and then Toy, that one YouTuber who's always in the chat, great, faithful patron, also helped produce the animated tales from the game store. Great guy. Yeah. Got us a bunch of stuff with a letter. This is a long intro, but I don't care, whatever. Um. Dear Pat and Ian, thank you for entertaining us all these years. I appreciate you sharing my content and helping me let help me help on the podcast when possible. As you know, I always watch the CU podcast. I wanted to give back to you and Ian both this holiday season. I hope you enjoy what hundreds and hundreds of hours of obsessive near life derailing repeat viewing has told me about what gifts you may like. Okay, that's kind of scary. Uh, list of gifts: two teenage mutant ninja turtle anti drug T shirts. Oh, all right, interesting. Um, Where did these come from? <laughs> these are interesting. I don't know. Uh, we have to uh, share which one is for which. We get. We, you're free to decide who gets what. I get. I guess on the sizing. Are they large? They're both large. Okay. Well, we'll have to decide who wants what on these. These are great. So these look like new produced of the old stuff. These are new shirts sealed, but those like old designs on this. Yeah, toy snob. I mean, both sense. are really cool. This has got Mikey. Uh, in I the, like Raph. The original red. I do like Raph. We'll decide. Is that later. Raph? That's Leo. You like Leo? I do like Leo. Leo's my favorite. Okay. That's not Raph. That's Mikey with the original red. Oh, original red? It looks like. Or a dark orange. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll decide later. We'll unwrap sure. him. But, but that's good. Next, two masks. Pat, you're obligated to tell us Mushroom Kingdom. Here we come. <laughs> Wearing this lovely. Oh, my God. This lovely bootleg Mario mask. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my fucking God. Terrifying. For some reason, it reminds me of the Link mask behind Ian there. Oh, no, Ian, don't. Look at that. That is that is like made to be bootleg. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> you're just determined. And I'll put on 
The uh, equally creepy, creepy is the Sonic mask. For some reason, it reminds me, let's put the Sonic. Oh, I can't even fit in this. That reminds me of movie Sonic. I think it's supposed to remind you oh, of movie Sonic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choke trying to put this on. I can't. It doesn't fit. This is turning fetishistic. <laughs> that is horrifying. All right, taking this mask off. Yeah, this is gonna be tough for me to put on. It smells like Halloween. Okay, so. You want you want this you want the Sonic? I will take the Sonic mask. <laughs> this is horrific. This it's is paper terrifying. thin. All right, what's next? Okay, this is this is this is great. Thank you so much. I've been whining about this all the time. This is the most thoughtful gift. Thank you so much, Toy. Uh, and there's one for each of us. Uh, okay, what do we got here? Which one is this? <clears throat> Mister Gimmick and a Kirby plush. Oh, sick. sick. They were sewn by a friend of mine. Oh, my God. Look at this. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Extra, a little astronaut's tag. Oh, my God. With record. This is amazing. These are sewn by a friend of mine Toy. who came to America from the Ukraine. She has an Etsy you may want to plug. Etsy.com slash shop slash plush gifts toys. Uh, plural. Plush gifts toys toys i i love him she calls herself a human 3d printer just tell her what you want and she can make it as you can see and oh my fucking god this is like one of the coolest fucking things holy shit oh my god wow this is the most thoughtful thing that's gimmick it's a gimmick plush it's the dream so what's on? What, what's he sitting on? A little pillow? He's sitting on a little player, a little CD Kirk player, with a cute little, little uh, turntable with uh, headphones little, and little records. Let me see the records. Let me see the records. Oh, see you podcast and extra napkins. Oh, thank you so much. That's amazing. Gimmick is staying out front. Yeah, this is getting a prime spot in the living room. Gimmick is staying out front for the rest of the podcast. I feel like yeah, that's incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, Ian mentioned he likes coffee table books, so enjoy. I do the history of of the computer, people, inventions, and technology Woo! that changed the world. Well, thank you by a lovely self publisher, Etsy author Rachel Ig- Ignaftoski. I can't pronounce it either. That's what it says here. Oh, this is awesome! I felt like this is so pretty. Look at the fucking art in here. I could have read that. Um, this is funny. I felt like Pat has enough books in his life. And probably start shaking if someone opens a book near him. So I spare him in this one. (laughs) Next, framed comics. Framed comics. What the fuck? I'm losing track of what's here. Framed comics. Include our two comic books from Marvel's 1983 series, Blip. I figured Pat would like Spider-Man as his favorite. And he would appreciate the trippy, melting console art on the other. Let's see if I can get this open without a box cutter. Oh, shit. Oh, these are great. Oh, that's awesome. Watch out. That's a little loose in the bottom there. What the fuck? Oh, that's cool. Are, I never heard of this. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, so, I've never heard of it either, but that's amazing. Comics? This is great. And I do like that trippy Sp- melting. Spider-Man art. plays Spider-Man in the 2600. How to win at Donkey Kong. So it's like computer and video game technology. Yeah, that's books. awesome. I want to. I want to read this. I want to take it out and read this. Oh, we're not done. There's more. There's somehow more um, records. Where are the records. Records. Oh my god! Yes, there's records in here. I didn't notice that. The records. Uh, Ian. Meant, uh, uh, Ian now has a re-release of one of my favorite John Carpenter Italo Italo dance remix. Ooh, ooh, what do we got here? 
albums for the, the Splash Band. And for Pat, straight from Japan, I'm going to guess it's something Queen, is 1986's Mario Syndrome LP by Bonus 21. Oh. Great for display, not necessarily for listening. Are you familiar with Bonus 21? Nope, I am not. Okay, well, let's see if I can get this out of here without breaking it up. Records is tough. Oh. oh, this is tough. Careful. You did a great job wrapping it. There we go. Oh, that's a really cool looking cover. Oh, this is mine. This is this is. Yeah. Uh, this seems like a bootleg because Mario's on it. The back. There you go. There's yours. You can get that. The back's out. got princess. Thank you so much. And then there's more. Uh, a painting. Included is a one-of-a-kind piece of art from me in Kenya. Kenya, my artist. Oh, this is awesome. Kenya, Kenya did the artwork on on the uh, Tales from the Games from Animated. It's the it's 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 the music of John Carpenter, but done by a different band. That's awesome. Interesting. So the last thing is a piece of art from Kenya, who who did that. Here's the hanging harbor, which is funny. I know Miko is a popular subject for the podcast and the few are hot, <laughs> but what if a certain minor league? Fantasy camp baseball star could be a major man and make peace. What if indeed? What the fuck is this? Oh, no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, no. It's it's artwork of Ian, me, Tommy Tallarico, and is that supposed to be Chris Pratt? And Mamma Mia, at least it's not the the, the polium. And Ian says, well, Pat, you wrecked Tommy's cornhole with that one. I say, thanks for coming around, Tommy. Playing the only known working Amigo certainly is a limited experience. <laughs> Trademark. And then Tommy says with his Amigo sweater, no, thank you guys for helping me realize it's not about making the Amigo. It's about the Amigos you make along the way. Guess you could say all that drama was completely unnecessary. Miyamoto-san, hurry up with those Mario margaritas. Whew, that's wonderful. And there's a little gold plate with it with a description that says... An amicable Amico Xmas 2022. Amazing. This is fucking amazing. That is amazing. I will take a picture of this and put it here so you can see better uh, the picture. Yeah. This is fucking incredible. That's so good. Thank you, Kenya. Very yes. popular. Uh, very, Thank very, you. Very nice artist. Very. This is, yeah, we're about to have visitation rights for this. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, awesome. I, I'm keeping it. I want to keep this. That's fine. It says both. And then, uh, I, oh, here we go. Here's the hang on. Thank you so much. I got a uh, book. Toy. You get a painting. That's, I mean, like. It's really that's impressive. That's original art. Yeah, I love it. I think that's supposed to be Chris Pratt on the end. But I'm not positive with, with the mustache. I'm, I'm guessing that's supposed to be Chris Pratt. It, does, it doesn't say anything. I actually don't know. <laughs> but everyone else is uh, very I, obvious. I'm sure in the comments right now, and a I live will it. say it. Yes. That's so cool. That's so, that's great. Wow. Best, well, best thank Chris, you. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that's, like, ridiculous. Sir, that's incredible. Thank you, Toy. Checks in the mail. I feel like I, feel like I should pay for at least for the plush. The plush is, is amazing. Thank you. Awesome is the feeling that sparked from the unexpected, and that's exactly what the curators from Bespoke Post have delivered in their new winter lineup of must-have Box of Awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods Every month, Ian, they sent me the Slash, a Japanese-style machete to cut through uh, vines and, th- and thick brush. And this thing is this is a big boy. This is a nice thing right here. It is. It's gorgeous. I love it. And uh, I, I got the Switchback collection, which uh, comes with a, a uh, awesome 
uh, like fold-out spade, mm-hmm. uh, a fire starter, a compass, and all those sorts of things. It's great, and there's a bunch of cool ones, too. There's a carnivore box with a bunch of rubs. There's the scorch box with a bunch of hot sauces. A lot of hot sauces that I've had that I can guarantee you are really, really tasty. No matter what you have going on this winter, Box of Awesome has you covered. From cozy essentials to travel, must-haves, and cocktail kits, Box of Awesome has everything you need for winter. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at about 70 bucks, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small business. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small, up-and-coming brand. For instance, your machete is from Barebone, which is a company based in Salt Lake City. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code CUPODCAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code CUPODCAST for 20% off your first box. boxofawesome.com, code CUPODCAST. This CU Podcast segment is sponsored by Into the AM. They have premium, high-quality apparel, including nice graphic tees, basic tees, hoodies, and even boxer briefs. Ian's wearing the nice anime-style stare-down. I got the Moon Buggy space-themed t-shirt on. Behind us, the Grand Terrain, and my personal favorite, the Lost Signal, with a CRT-TV and VHS tapes and a VCR. Look at them trippy colors. Into the AM offers different collections and themes. They've got space, animal, nature, festival themes. You can get stuff with skulls. The shirts are ultra soft, pre-shrunk, tailored fit, and use eco-friendly inks and dyes. Into the AM is running a bundle deal for the graphic tees, which are three for $60. They also have basic tees for a great discount as well. Click the link in the description on YouTube, or if you're a podcast listener, use code CONTRI, C-O-N-T-R-I, and you'll get 10% off these very comfortable shirts and gear. Go look good and feel good with Into the AM. Ian, um, GameStop just had their third quarter uh, revenue call. They did. And uh, didn't go well, did it? Um. No, I mean, you didn't expect it to go super, super well, but no. it didn't go well. So the the big takeaway, there's a couple of big takeaways, and we're, we're getting this from a CNBC article. Um, they, they reported a decline in fiscal third quarter sales. They said inventory was slightly down from the same period last year, and they're working, the brick and mortar retailer has been working to strengthen its place in the digital world. It's one of the um, stupidest sentences I've ever read. <laughs> ever? I mean, the brick-and-mortar retailer has been... It, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, sales were roughly $1.2 billion, down from $1.3 billion in the same period last year. Remember, uh, that's not profit. That's just revenue coming in. That's not... So, the next part of this, though, is what's alarming. The company's cash and cash equivalents fell to $800 million from $1.4 billion a year earlier. It burned through $600 million in cash in one year. Jesus Christ. Now, for a company that's doing well and being profitable, that's not going to be a big deal. Maybe you're reinvesting some of that cash. Maybe you're looking into other investments and other business ventures. But we know, first of all, 
a lot of that money was them selling off their own stock from the meme stock madness that pushed their stock up to you know three hundred dollars. They did a they did uh, stock, so that's where that money came from. A lot of that, but we know they invested a, a chunk into NFTs, and crypto shit. Yep. Over the past couple, they of years. were they were, and when we talked about it, they were kind of like the best example of, um, or one of the best examples of getting into NFTs when they were hot, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and being like, we're going to do stuff, and then they did not get it out fast enough, and by the time it was released, NFTs were already, you know, a laughing stock. I mean, they're they're up there. The only company I can think of that was more late to the party and more hilarious about it was Starbucks. So I have their their press release when they were partnered with Immutable X. Um, when the, the fuck was this? This was last year. Um, they were investing at the time up to a hundred million dollar fund in Immutable X's IMX tokens, uh, which the party is intended to use for grants to fund uh, NFTs, and then. Uh, so that's a hundred million that could have been blown. I'm not saying they blew all of it, but they threw some money to that. Right, right there. I, that's, I always knew a hundred million was a mark in my mind about that. I, that was a that was a thing in my mind. So they put a hundred million into this fucking fund. That who knows what payout they got from that. Um, and then terms provided for Mutable X providing up to approximately 150 million in IMX tokens to GameStop upon the achievement of certain milestones. So they had to pay it back with with interest. It sounds like. So they invested in that, but then Ian, they invested in their shitty fucking NFT marketplace. Yep. And we don't know how much they blew on that. I'm not looking on their financials. It wasn't a small amount to hire all the engineers, all the programmers uh, to get sponsorships going. They blew through a ton of money on on absolute air, air, nothing. And it's funny how they tried to re- re- yeah. play this, too. So basically, in this article from CNBC, GameStop said last month that it had ended its partnership with FTX after the crypto exchange filed for bank- bankruptcy. Just months earlier, GameStop had announced the partnership with the aim of introducing its customers to the crypto world and marketplace, and it also started carrying FTX gift cards in some of its stores. Jesus. At the end. Furlong said Wednesday the company was fortunate its exposure to digital assets has been very modest. FTX's bankruptcy filing has sent Ripple suit. So they were investing in an FTX marketplace shit? I, well, from what I... Maybe, the, maybe FTX was behind their crypto marketplace. All I'm saying is, is it's absolutely ridiculous for you to say that your exposure was very limited when you made your own fucking marketplace. Well, the shit. they formed the marketplace. Uh, the GameStop forms partnership with FTX in September seventh. There was the announcement. So, they they what a what great timing. So is their crypto shit down done now? Is I, I'm, I'm uh, that's the, what the, I'm, the marketplace is basically wiped off the planet. There's no it's gone. Okay, they, they arrested okay. the guy. Yeah, they arrested the guy. No, no, I mean uh, like the GameStop one. Oh, oh, I don't know about that. I can look into it right now. But I'm telling FTX. Oh yeah, is done. no, I know that they arrested uh, uh, Sam Bankman Freeman, whatever that is. Sam Bankman Freed, uh, like two days ago. Yeah, in the Bahamas. Yep. So, GameStop will begin carrying FTX gift cards in select stores. That was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I did. I read something about them uh, reimbursing for FTX gift cards. I might have read something about that. Maybe they didn't sell a lot of them. Maybe that's the one good thing they might have done about this. Um, but the point is this. GameStop doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They can't read any tea leaves with any with any of this. And uh, obviously, uh, with the Chewy guy coming and trying to influence, it's been a disaster. Yeah. Because we thought, well, they're going to get it. We dumbly thought, well, maybe they'll do something on the blockchain with digital games sales to buy and sell. 
Maybe we thought maybe that could be a useful case study. We we thought which that is was- unnecessary, but like it it was the only thing that seemed even remotely interesting to me. It would make sense with their business plan at least. Yes, because that's how they make that's how GameStop profit comes from 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 the used games. That's where they would fleece your customers. That's all. Hey, I'll yeah. give you a dollar fifty for this game. We'll sell it for fifteen dollars. It's a meme, but that's partially what happens with this stuff. That's the profit margin. More so than the new game stuff I was talking about. The new games oh, yeah. bring you a little amount, but not enough to keep the lights on overall, right? Yes. What, what is GameStop, you think, making eat on a $60 game new? Like, what's their actual profit on that? Um, Your best guess. 10 bucks. I'm going to guess bucks? they probably make 10 to 12 bucks, Something like that? Yeah, we used to pay a little bit more, and honestly, for us, depending on the game, a new game might net us like six to five to ten bucks. So they probably make a little bit more because they're buying in higher quantity. So maybe but not a whole lot more. They're making their money on the accessories, probably. Oh, accessories and used games. It was always yeah. used games. So, um, yeah. So their cash is they're bleeding through cash. Um, this article says GameStop has been working to become profitable and revamp its brick and mortar retail businesses and after what executives have said were years of underinvestment. In recent months, the retailers changed its, up its leadership and focused on initiatives to further entrench it in the digital world. Um, yeah, the, the, so their net loss was $95 million, so they lost about $100 million. Uh, a slight improvement from about a loss of about $105 million in the same period last year. So they're still not making money selling shit. That's the bottom line. They're still, they're still not making money. Nope. And that's after closing a bunch of stores. That's lost in this. It's like you think, in theory, you close a bunch of stores out, so that's less uh, less salaries and less le- leases on the books, less locations to keep track of. They're still losing about the same amount of money after closing all these locations we talked about even before the pandemic and into the pandemic. It's not good. It's not good. No. They, c- they couldn't even get to a break-even point there. And to uh, fill this out a little bit with a little bit more uh, crypto news... Um, because that's obviously going so great for everyone. Oh, I, 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 I can talk about the marketplace more, the NFT marketplace. Oh, sure, go for it. Um, so, because we talked about how they said that they were basically going to, they're going to, they're basically backing out of it. Yes. Um, slowly, slowly backing out and pretending, like a lot of places have done that. Because Ubisoft did the same thing, being like, hey, we, we, we never we, did it. We just dabbled in it. No, you fucking set it up for like. Yeah. You're embarrassed. It sit with it. You should be embarrassed. Um. But where was the com- there was a comment about them abandoning it entirely. Uh, GameStop, NFT. Did I see that on the timeline? Was that someone talking about the timeline? Um, but they basically are, they're basically getting out of it. They're not going to be investing in it that much going forward. That's what I saw. Sure. They realized it, it was a massive mistake. They, the, the, um, let, me, let me see if GameStop, NFT Marketplace. Like, let's just see what the sales are like. like what are they doing? Like, what are they doing? NFT.gamestop.com. Explore collections. Oh, not a cat. All right. What's what's on here? Um, the floor price is 0.5. Was that Ethereum? Probably. Uh, yeah. N- no one's buying this shit. No. No one's buying the uh, certainly not a cat. Cat holding a cigar. Good art, but doesn't need to be an NFT for $680, $660. It's not, it's not a thing. It's fucking done. It's fucking done. NFT. The NFT stuff is done. And with that said, Ian. Yeah, the only ones that are still. Sorry, give me a second. Uh, I'm trying to see what the Board Ape Yacht Club ones are actually doing. Uh, six. Let me see real Stimply. quick. Sixty-six point seventy-seven Ethereum. These are still going for something. Oh wow! 
Oh wow! The blue, the blue chippers, the blue chippers. Yeah, the, so the, the market floor for it is one thousand three hundred. So that's come down. That's come down. Yep. That and those be, and those are like the NFTs, the board ape ones. Those used to be several thousand, probably right for a floor. Well, I mean, if that's the floor, yeah. I mean, they uh, used to be several thousand at the floor, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it was like ten thousand for the floor, like you know, six months ago. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So these are definitely. Not in, not not doing well. And why, Ian, are the Bored Ape ones perhaps the most famous NFTs? Uh, because they, <clears throat> well, they, we didn't think they they pushed themselves heavily into the pop culture mainstream um, through celebrity endorsements. through celebrity endorsements, celebrity endorsements like Jimmy Fallon, whose face I can't fucking stand, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, who I cannot I, stand. I did not know. Uh, Justin Bieber, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Madonna, Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, Serena Williams, Post Malone, The Weeknd, uh, all sorts of these places that were pushing the Bored Ape NFTs um, are now uh, being sued. Uh, this is from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, celebrity promoters sued over Bored Ape NFT <laughs> endorsements. The suit accuses the creators of Bored Ape Yacht Club, Yacht Club NFTs of enlisting AE leaders to mislead their followers into buying bad investments at inflated prices. Um, and basically, they're saying that there are undisclosed payments to some of these celebrities. And yeah, it looks like hot shit. Here's the thing. When I saw, I saw this happen on Jimmy Fallon's show, Whatever that was. like I missed it, but I mean, I, everyone I said it was awful. It was like late spring of last year, summer. Uh-huh. I think it was him talking to Paris Hilton. And when it happened, I was like, well, this is interesting. Because this is like an infomercial to me. You can go on YouTube and look at the clip. Right. You can replay it. And they're going over their own um, bored apes. Jimmy Fallon's like, hey, this is mine. It has glasses. I like I wear glasses like this. And it has a captain's hat. And Paris Hilton's like, oh, that that, that captain hat's so cute. And, and they had yeah. them, and they had them framed next to each other on his desk. And they're talking about this like it's so natural. Right, right. That's what everyone um, says that like they tried to make it seem really natural and it was fucking dumb. So I'm not saying they were paid. A lawsuit might figure this out when they get the post. Oh, a lawsuit will figure this discovery. out. <laughs> but you put a gun to my head, there was shenanigans going on with that. Yeah. Because it was out of place. The audience is confused, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. We listen, the audience are like tr- clapping, but it's like politely like, oh, yeah, you have ugly ape art. Yeah, they're just, um, they're, 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 in the, they're in the audience. They're, they're clapping because yes. they're in the audience. And like Paris Hilton can't even fake how stupid it is. Yeah, I love our apes. They even say, like, oh, we're, like, in the community. Just something like that, and it's like... The community. What community? I guess I guess we're in the Into the AM t-shirt community. We're in the same... T- we're wearing the same so is this, t-shirts. like, partnerships? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're partnering. So here's the point. If Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon were either given those NFTs for free and were paid to talk about it, and it was not disclosed on that show, the relationship, they're in trouble. Yes. They're, the FTC is coming big, after big, their big, asses. Big, 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 big trouble. I didn't see what Steph Curry did. I know he had an avatar. Uh, he was real deep into it for a while. I really hope my little Steph Curry <coughs> was not. He's a grown man. <laughs> he's little than me. He's only 6'2", compared to the monsters. He, he, I really wish that, he, I hope he would not have been dumb enough to be a, given compensation or free NFTs 
and then promoted it without disclosing because that's cut and dry. You can't do that shit. You can't do it. You can't. Now, suing him for um, being in a commercial about FTX, that's not going to go anywhere. Like, that's totally different. Sure. You can't be sued for being a commercial for a product that ends up being a fucking scam. You've been paid. You've been paid. And you have no knowledge of what's going on behind right, the scenes. Right. But if you are given a product with a huge audience, with millions, mi- tens of millions of followers, and you're not disclosing it and get people get in, that's not good for any of these celebrities and sports people. That's just bad. Yeah. But that shows you what it took to get it out there. And it's a fucking plan. It's a grift. It's a Ponzi and it's a grift. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. We'll pay people. Look how cool it is. You, you call, hey, your favorite celebrity has this. Why don't you get one, Ian? What's crazy get in is... Early. <sighs> get in early. It's, it's disgusting. It's all disgusting, but we all knew it was coming. Again, it's about telling people on the train tracks, the train is coming, and them saying you're fucking crazy. And it's yeah. like, you're going to get hit. What's funny is when this shit falls apart and these people start opening their mouths like uh, uh, SBF did, uh, their solution for a lot of this stuff is straight up Ponzi scheme stuff. Well, we'll we're going to get some fresh investors and then we're going to pay you back. No, that's what makes it a Ponzi scheme. Taking money from new people to pay back well, old investors. I mean, it's one of the things that makes you're it trying a Ponzi to shore scheme. up in order to pay back to get it back on its feet. I mean, that's what basically bankruptcy is. Sure. You're trying to get fresh money to shore it up. That's what a good old Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary, who who was also potentially, allegedly, I think he was paid to endorse FTX. That's a whole other conversation. Who? Uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. We talked about him a week or two ago. Yeah, I, I know who he is. I just I, he, I he tried don't. to get a team of investors to shore up the funding for FTX to get it back on its feet um, recently. But that fell through once the, the investors probably said, this is horseshit, this whole business. Um, so the point is this. It's so, as I've gotten into my, we'll just say gotten into my mid-30s to late-30s, any sort of trust I had, I don't know how bad it's going to sound, any sort of trust I had in any sort of higher authority in terms of knowing better, in terms of any either financial businesses or government, it's been shot to hell that there's anyone that knows better than the common person with any of this or has any better judgment or any better ethics. It doesn't exist. It fucking doesn't exist for a lot of this stuff. It doesn't. No. It's time after time. Uh, the housing crash in, in the late 2000s, the dot-com uh, crash around 2000, the, the, you want to say the crypto crash of, of 2020, it constantly keeps fucking happening. People want to believe that this time is going to be different, or this time I'm going to be the one that comes out on top and not the other person. And it's just, yeah, it's just human greed trying to push and pull things to happen behind the scenes. And it's gotten more blatantly obvious, obviously, with social media. You want to call it uh, independent journalists and things happening where it's like you can't hide this shit anymore. You can't like if that the how the, if, if Twitter was around and social media for all the housing uh, crashed up, I think it would have gone a little differently uh, sure. in the, in the, the mid two thousands when they were giving out loans to people that couldn't afford them and then flipping well, things and things like that. And it's like uh, I said earlier, not to bring up Tommy, but we are in an age of so much information being at our fingertips that deceit is getting, should be, should be getting much harder. There's going to be a time 
in the next 50 years where it's going to be a lot harder for someone to pull off something like this. You hope. But I this, hope. I hope. This, I'm being optimistic. This SBF guy just had his own personal fucking slush fund off of investors and the people's money in the people put in their money to buy crypto and say, no, I'm going to use that money uh, to, to buy a fucking apartment somewhere or to buy a fucking yacht. And it's like, this shouldn't still be happening. This shouldn't be happening. Right. There's no oversight. There's no, there's no adults. That's, that's the single thing I'll say. There are no adults in the room anymore. We thought there were at some point and maybe there was for, was for a time, but it just seems at this point, it's blatantly obvious. There are no more adults in the room in any, in any, Almost vestige of power or business or finance. There's no one manning the shop. Well, as you get uh, older, too, I think uh, it certainly happens to, happened to me. As you get older, you realize that the adults don't know any fucking thing. Oh, no. Anyways. I realize that. But yeah. at least I, I thought that the people in powers of in, in power were responsible. And we're thinking outside of themselves. We're full of people who have faked it and t- failing upwards. We, yes. we, we, we are we are our 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 government, our financial institutions. They're all filled with people who failed upwards uh real quick metaverse funding is obviously uh um it's still going on but i think it's been less i gotta find something about that them trying to raise money for the metaverse which is obviously connected to some of this shit uh by and large but i don't know i don't know we started with GameStop. i'm just cynical about everything about uh you know about people grifting for nfts and they, and they knew what they, they know what they're doing they know that they know that they, it's it's all about volume. Volume is what raises the price of crypto NFTs. That's it. The more sellers, yep. the higher it goes up. Let the, the less sellers, more more. Excuse me, more more buyers, the price goes up. Uh, more sellers, price goes down. That's the only thing that is with these digital goods. That's there's no usefulness to this. If there's no usefulness. There's no in, intrinsic value. The price can't naturally go up and down anymore. It can't. And um, by the way, these things can disappear. I always forget about that. These these things can disappear. Oh yeah, yep. There was our, our, something happened earlier in the year where like FTX stuff happened, and then like the NFTs for uh, Coachella disappeared. I was gonna bring up. They brought, I think I brought up with Alex when you weren't here. Like I think it was maybe with you. There was like six hundred or six thousand. You and me tickets. talked about it, but I don't know that we ever brought it up on the podcast. Yeah, like there was a whole NFT system for Coachella, which is you know a big event. We're like, oh, here's the VIP ticket. You spend tens of thousands of dollars, and it's a lifetime pass. Guess what? That doesn't exist anymore. It's off the blockchain. It's fucking gone. Your money's gone. There's no way to prove that you ever even bought it. Yeah. It's it's a fucking grift. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. These fucking Bitcoin and crypto influencers that I have to fucking hear about on my timeline and and... There's no such thing as a crypto influencer. No. They're just trying to get your money. Yes. They want, they want you into the ecosystem. That's it. They don't have any special tips for how you can fucking make it. They just want your money. They want you to look at them. It, it's just, it's crazy that the it's industry overnight, overnight, the, I mean, that's how you know it's so fake. It happens so fast. Overnight, you've got experts on YouTube telling you how to invest in NFTs. In crypto. In crypto. Hey, this coin's going to be a great coin. Do you... What? What? Why? Why? Because right. oh, this is going to be a good coin. It, what they, makes one coin better than the other? Because they poly- popularity exactly because, because they, they pumped it up, or they were given some for free to pump it up, or money to endorse it without disclosing. That's a whole other issue. Yep, I'm fucking sick. It's Christmas and I'm sick. Where's my Christmas hat? It dropped off. Where's my little chicky? My little ducky. All right, Ian, we got to move on. We do. I have work to get to, and we still have to talk about our Patreon. How do you go to that, Ian? 
Patreon.com slash podcast. You go, you'll get the, uh, you, you pay some money depending on the tier you like, the one you like to see. You'll get the full video podcast. You get uh, hangouts once a month. You get writing almost weekly from me. I'll have one up today or tomorrow. Um, you can be in part of the pin club. And you can vote uh, on it. bonus to- topics oh, or bonus, bonus segments. Bonus segments. And you can vote in these topics. All right. In second place, thoughts on VR and the new PSVR 2 price tag, 18%. My voice is going up to the crypto segment. First place, video game mistakes. Video game collecting mistakes we have made. We've made a lot of video game mistakes, but video game collecting mistakes we have made in our life. I would like you to start first. I got a few. I'll start with one. Okay. Um, this happened recently. So I have visuals. So I had a, <laughs> I found us at the swap meet way back. It's not easy to find. Don't, there's going to be a run on this potentially for me talking about this. This is the uh, Sega Saturn Virtual On. We love Virtual On. We love our mech stuff. The Netlink edition. I believe I saw that this was only included in a special, or I think later, Netlink uh, modem Sega Saturn box. It was bundled in. Yeah, a pack a, with the modem. Along with um, the, 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 um, the racing game, not, not Daytona, the rally game. Rally Championship. Sega, oh, yeah. yeah there, Rally there's Championship. a Netlink edition of that as well that I think were only included. So there's not a lot of these out there. Now they're going to be worth more money. But whatever. Um, so when I bought this, Ian, um, it had a disc in it. And it had a manual. An oversized manual. Mm-hmm. Had a black and white manual. That, that It's the same as the regular manual. But it's black and white. So I th- said to myself... Oh, this is a special manual for this. And it had a disc. So I thought, okay, this is just the Netlink version. I had this for like 10, 12 years. I didn't realize till last week that, oh boy, I was wrong. This had its own disc, not this one. And it had its own manual, full size, that says like, you know, Netlink, and it has the Netlink symbol on it. So for 12 years, I had this in my collection. I liked it because I think it was cool. And I didn't realize that, I was wrong on this. Uh, totally wrong. So this, Ian, was probably, you told me that, being that this is black and white, this might have been part of a packing with, this, with the system. I can't remember. I've seen them before, but I can't remember what, I can't remember how you would have gotten that. But the fact that it's black and white, it wasn't the one you buy as a game standard. Sure, that'd be sure. Color. So I had to go out and buy, <laughs> now it's going to be a run-up, I, I found a disc, and I found a, a manual for it that are hopefully going to arrive soon, that they're going to see this and nice. stop the mail. But anyway, so that was my mistake that like I took for granted I knew better without researching it that, hey, the black and white is a net link. There's actually a net link version of this shit. And the disc is a regular one. So this is probably still worth something. But like I don't know like what this came from. Someone's going to tell me. Some Saturn collector will say what the black and white manual is from. Um, I don't have any like crazy mistakes like that. However, I do have mistakes I've made while collecting games crazy like going mistake. out. That's a crazy Well, mistake. not a crazy mistake, <laughs> but not something like buying something wrong or anything like that. Sure. Um, I think my biggest mistake in collecting Big was uh, not buying a sealed uh, Turbo oh. Duo for $150 sealed. in 2000 when I had the chance. Where was it? Uh, it was in Toronto. Um, I sure. also did not buy a $200 uh, uh, complete in box. I don't think they were ever truly sealed. Um, maybe they were. I can't recall. Uh, Neo Geo Gold System. Neo Geo Gold System. I mean the digital one from ten years ago. No, no. The, the they they used to put on on the box. They used to say gold. I think it meant it came with 
like a it's on AES. Yeah, yeah, oh. AES. Okay, didn't buy that for two hundred dollars. Where was that being sold? At? Also Toronto. Was it the same store? Same store. Uh, I constantly think back to this store and uh, regret everything I did not buy. And it wasn't because I didn't have money. Um, I was, uh, I was oh. like. I was 17. I was working. I had no bills. I was working like three, four days a week and I had money saved up because I couldn't spend it on like I, I couldn't spend the money fast enough. I was just a kid with money and nothing, no, nothing to do. But we went up there to see a um, it was Rage Against the Machine Gangstar and at the drive in show in Toronto and we went shopping beforehand and I didn't want to walk back to the car and put stuff in the car so i didn't do it in your defense and you say like 2000 is different than now but a even box, then i knew a box neo geo was still probably worth 400 dollars. i'm guessing something like that four or five hundred bucks this place um, this place was clearly a place that a u.s got, one too not a japanese one yeah a u.s one this was a place that clearly had a lot of like overstock and they were getting rid of it at crazy prices um i i bought a bunch of sealed nintendo games there that was one of the few things i did buy um but yeah, it was just, it was a crazy place. And I always go back, even in 2000, a sealed Turbo Duo and a sealed, uh, or, you know, an unopened uh, Neo Geo were worth more than what they were selling. Keep in mind that this was also Canadian and our exchange rate at the time was like 1.42. Okay. So you're saying what it costs like $150. <laughs> Oh, gee. Okay, that makes the Neo really Geo good. would have cost me like oh, $150. No. In the oh, no. Like I said, you hear these these misses today and you go, oh, shit. But then you think back to 2000 it, and then you still go, oh, shit, no. because the prices like. So I don't know what a U.S. I bought uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2 sealed for $10. From where? The same store. This magical store. It, it was it, called uh, Video Game Connections. It was in the uh, it was in the basement of the Eaton Center. Because Chippendale Two was still a hard to find game for collectors early on. Same back then. with Ducktales Two, which I got for twelve dollars. That was probably got in the box was probably one hundred and twenty dollars back then. Something like a hundred dollars. It wasn't like worth nothing. Right. It wasn't worth a thousand dollars, but it wasn't worth nothing. And the know. thing is, is like the price. I had been to that store once before with my parents. This is what you passed on here, right here. The gold system. I found it. Yeah. It's it's at with five days left with six bigs, two thousand dollars. It's probably end up at like twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, I had gone to that store once with my parents before when we were <laughs> oh, up in Toronto boy. and picked up some things, and I liked it. And the prices were still the same. Um, and I they never said they were closing. Like there was never a clearance sign. But I feel like that had to have been what they were doing. Because the next time I went back two years later, they were gone. <laughs> because they were giving away stuff. Or a year later. Because I was like, because I remember, <laughs> it, 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 oh, like, I knew it was a mistake then because I remember saying to myself, I'm bringing a lot of money and I'm going back to that goddamn store. Oh, no. And it was gone. Oh, no, Ian. Yeah. I don't have any. The only equivalent I have for that was for Star Wars toys. There was a place in um, New Jersey in Seawarn. Where the guy, it was open on Fridays, they did flea markets where the, all their Star Wars stuff in like the mid 90s was super cheap. I think I told you, I got a Millennium, <laughs> yeah, told me Millennium Falcon stuff. for $10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, back then the stuff wasn't worth what it's worth now. Right. But it was not worth, it was probably worth like 80 or $100. That's my whole point. Like, obviously, yeah. we're not talking today's collector prices, yeah. but these were still prices that were insane at the time. There was size noodles in the Rebo band in the package, unopened for $10. I begged my father to take me back there. I didn't have a car, I was like 15 years old. And he finally went back there two months later, and of course it was gone because someone bought it. I had Death Star in the box for like $15. I wish I kept that. It's my favorite thing. Damn it. I found it to swap me almost complete one time. I should have bought it. Anyway. Yeah, way so, more than that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So the point is this, is that that's bad. 
Really bad. My my twenty dollar <laughs> one is similar, I, and this is on film. This is an earlier Game Chasers episode. This was the weekend we premiered the AVGN NWC episode in two thousand eleven. It's on a Game Chasers episode. Yes. Okay. I went to, I, I it was Pink Gorilla, old OG Pink Gorilla, I believe. When it was still Pink Godzilla. I don't know if it was Pink Godzilla, but I think it was Pink Gorilla. None of those people are there anymore, obviously. Sure. And um, complete this big boy, the Trevor uh, CD you can't see in the box. A hundred percent complete. I mean, all the styrofoam, everything. Well, they was never used. Two hundred dollars. I had no way of getting. How am I going to get that home? Yep, they could have shipped it. Shipping would have cost. I think they said about sixty dollars. This is what I said to myself. That wasn't worth that much back then. That was probably worth about two hundred dollars back then. Believe it or not, yeah, uh, ten years ago. Sure, because no one knew about it eleven years ago. Right. It would probably would have cost you two to two fifty to get that monstrosity, which is now what a thousand dollars probably. Easy. So I passed on it. I was like, I don't want to pay two hundred fifty dollars for that. I'm like, it's not really. I said to myself, it's not really a deal. When I did, should have realized, when the fuck am I going to find this like this? That's not complete. That's missing. There are certain uh, things that you buy. Yes, like, and yeah. they don't have to be a deal. You buy them because you're never going to fucking yes. see them again. So I forgot when I bought this again. But that was not complete. Remember, I didn't have the fucking karaoke CD. Yes, I remember. I just, I just spent. I was going to say you bought the karaoke CD afterwards. Right? Yeah, I, I got fleeced on it, and he knew he was fleeced me. I have a choice. I said, I've been seeing this thing, and like, <laughs> I, it's never on eBay. You gotta not act excited. Gotta... I wasn't excited. I said, Well, I need this. Can I get a deal on this? And the guy said, Well, no, because like he knows that the person I want needs it. Like, I'm not getting it to fucking sing. I'm right. getting it to put it, and that doesn't have the top cardboard. That housed the like the AC adapter, so it, that's not complete because it's missing the cardboard shit on the top, and whatever the hell you know what I mean. Like it's not a hundred percent. I was fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And being a Turbo Graphics fanboy, I should not have done that. I'm so sorry. What does a Turbo Graphics CD uh, go in the box complete? I'm gonna look that up. At least a thousand dollars. Man, we fucked up. Yeah, yeah, we both made some mistakes what, in our life. Did you open that sealed chip and the and play it? Oh yeah. What happened, to, what happened to the box? Did you eventually sell it complete? Um, yeah, I believe so. Can Trey sell me that Neo Geo box? No. He's still not going to sell it? No. I have a Neo Geo AS. I can <laughs> no. pair it with. He doesn't want to ever sell those boxes. No! He loves them. He loves them boxes. Well, that box is probably worth like a, like probably like $800 or so. <laughs> yeah, Something it's, like that. it's probably not uh, cheap right now. Um, you can get a, 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 a new TurboGrafx 3000. Oh, excuse me, Turbo Duo 3000. New open box, it says? It says new. New open box. It might have opened it once. Because mine was open just to look at it. Right. Basically, but it's basically brand new. Brand new, new. I got sure. From, um, open to check, but... I got it from... God, I can't think of his name. Our, our old pal that used to collect. The old Navy guy. Well, I can't think of his name. I'm blanking. Nintendo Dan. Oh, Nintendo Dan, sure. I, I got my Neo Geo for Nintendo Dan. Yeah. I There's care. two Navy guys that I think of, and well, oh. but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo Dan sold everything. Yeah, I bought thousands of dollars of stuff off him over a couple of times, including all the Sega Saturn, Sega CD stuff, um, and and, and Turbo Graphics stuff. So three thousand dollars, you can buy it now for a new, uh, new console with an extra Duo Pad on it. And I don't know if that's a bad deal. If this other one's at two thousand dollars, opened with five sure. six days left. And then a TurboGrafx uh, CD in the box. Um, I don't know the last one's been sold. It's not like there's a ton of them in the box. Um, let me just do completed listings here. See what comes up. Because they go for $500. Okay. Yeah, one went for $2,500 or best offer. 
So it went for below that, but I won't say less than two thousand dollars. Holy shit! A, a, a complete Turbo Graphics sixteen went for nine hundred dollars in the box. Those used to be hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. Like maybe like six years ago, no one was into it at all. No one cared. I sold my yeah eh, six years ago. I don't know about that, um, but maybe like eight. I sold my. I had mine for sale for about one hundred eighty dollars. My extra complete in box one at SoCal for like one hundred eighty two hundred dollars, and people were trying to talk me down from that. I remember that. Well, people are always going to be people. But I mean, it wasn't sure. selling at 200 Sure, sure. So that was, we'll say, six years ago, about. Wow. That's insane. The minis are going, by the way, the mini Konami ones are going for $250. People are still wanting to get those. Well, those are some of our mistakes. There's more, but those are big ones. Those, those are, are big that, ones. That fucking hurts, Ian. When you told me that, it hurt. Yeah, it's, it sucks. <laughs> for that, that Neo Geo for $150 at their exchange? Yep. That's bad, Ian. That's, that's a, where's the, where is it? This portion of the CU Podcast is brought to you by EarthySelect.com, your source for the finest Delta 8, Delta 9, and Delta 10 THC flour, oils, pre-rolls, vape pens, cartridges, and edibles. Their premium adult-use products are crafted from organic cannabis and infused with pure and potent THC extracts for effects you can feel. Delta 8, Delta 9, and Delta 10 THC products are perfect for relaxing, socializing, and getting creative. Plus, they are hemp-derived and federally legal to ship nationwide. Let's look at some of their more popular goodies. Earthy Select's Delta 8 vape pens are packed with potent Delta 8 THC plus cannabis-derived terpenes. They have a stealthy ergonomic design that gives you a quick hit, making it perfect for gaming. Each rechargeable pen has one gram of Delta 8 THC and is available in four great-tasting flavors like Guava Kush, my personal favorite, Cherry Pie. It's super tasty. I love these vapes. Earthy Select also makes THC gummies and candies that are organic, vegan, gluten-free, and taste great. They all come in different strengths, so you can start low and see what's right for you. The Delta 8 gummies can be really relaxing and heady, while the Delta 10 is more associated with feeling productive and creative. So it's great for daytime projects or all-night gaming. The Delta 9 gummies are really impressive. They have real deal Delta 9 THC, and they come in sativa peach or indica mango. They have a huge variety on the website, so check it out, earthyselect.com. All of Earthy Select's cannabis products are federally compliant, and they ship nationwide. Order online at earthyselect.com and use the coupon code CUP20 to save 20% on your first order. No limits. Must be 21 or older. That's earthyselect.com and use code CUB20 to save 20% on THC. Earthy Select. Select your adventure. All right. We got voicemails, Ian. Go to anchor.fm slash the CU podcast. Go and leave a voicemail. Keep it short and sweet. Here's the first one. Hey, Pat and Ian. Thank you for all that you do and telling us like it is the truth. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate that. Who are you? (laughs) Oh, that was... uh... That was Thomas. I've got Thomas on there. Hey, Pat. Hey, Ian. This is John calling from ah. Corpus Christi in South Texas. I was just wondering, since you guys don't talk about homebrews that often, if you have a favorite homebrew game for the NES or SNES, any console like that, or if you don't, maybe there's one that you're aware of and have been wanting to try out. Um, Micromages for the NES is absolutely fantastic. Definitely check it out if you haven't yet. Thanks, guys. Um, haven't played a huge amount. We played a member of Super Rush Roulette in the marathon the one time at your place. Um, there's other ones out there, like Awa's Awakening look great. That's a D-make, but it's technically it's, a, it's technically a homebrew, but not really. Eh, well, no, it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a homebrew. <laughs> I mean, it was produced, and you know. Oh, I mean, sure. What, what's your definition of homebrew? I mean, it's an aftermarket NES game. Sure. Um, and uh, ones you like? You like to talk about? I've talked about it on here before, and I honestly can't remember its name anymore. But it's it's a very simple one. It's like called Kung Fu Man or something, and it's a dude who stands in the center of a room, 
Okay. And ninjas start flowing in from the four corners. And as long as you're facing the ninjas, you'll kick them. But the whole goal is to constantly, it's a reaction game. And Lincoln and I have played that so fucking much. Is it just like score attack? You eventually, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it just goes until you can't do it anymore. But I love that game genuinely. Okay. Hey, fellas, this is Rodney from North Carolina. And I've been playing Mario Kart 8 recently, and I have found myself saying, wow, that was fun several times after playing, you know, multiple tracks. And I was wondering what games have made you sit back after playing them and be like, wow, that was actually really fun. Well, I mean, in theory, a lot most games should do that because that's that's why you play the games. But I know what you're saying. Like, it's like you're basically, oh, that was enjo- that was enjoyable. Yeah, uh, Mario Kart definitely. Actually, it's one of those. That's why I have you know. That's why it's uh, brilliant. A, a few hundred hours on that. That's game. why it's sold like whatever it's, thirty million copies. As angry as it makes million. me, I'll sit down afterwards and I'll be like, "That's fun." But a game that's really been doing that for me lately, and I've mentioned it a little bit. It's it's gotten a lot of buzz online. Um, Vampire Survivors. It's such an incredibly fun game. Um, if you're good at it, your runs top out at 30 what minutes. Huh? What type of game is that? Kind of a newer type of game. They call it an auto battler. So it's top down and you pick a character, uh-huh. right? And you start okay. with one weapon. Okay. So let's say you start up a game of Vampire Survivor. You start with the first guy, I think, is Antonio, and he has a whip. And every couple of seconds, he whips. Automatically? automatically whips you move the character around this top down screen and you kill enemies and enemies will drop experience so you pick up the experience i've seen every being played okay every level you can add a new weapon or upgrade a weapon or add like a skill ability and they max out at six for each okay early on and basically it's the fun of playing something like it's a running gun shooter, kind of, but it's well, it, 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 it can definitely play like a bullet hell at times. But it's it's really it, it takes the 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 joy of playing a game like Diablo and coming up with a fun build for your character and squashes it down into a thirty minute run because you're constantly upgrading yourself. So you start out very very weak, and by the end you are fucking decimating shit. And the enemies come in faster and faster. So it it it. it, it attacks for you yes. it's almost like an it's an action rpg but you can get things that affect the cooldown you can get things okay. that affect the rate and basically like i said yeah you start it's out like, slow and it's, weak it's and, like destiny kind of right in a kind of a way no no okay because that you build up your, your it's shoot. absolutely nothing like destiny but, i mean that's the first issue but it's the same sort of you build up this is a top-down game I know, but in terms of the concept that you're building up your No, like I'm saying, this is very quick, and it just lasts for one run. You get 30 minutes. It's an arcade game. It's nothing like Destiny. There's no big world, no nothing. You just constantly, like I said, it's more like Diablo. You're constantly um, upgrading your weapons and your skills, but you're doing it in a 30-minute time span. you're moving around, you're evading, you're attacking. It's it's incredibly fun. I have like... It looks interesting. I have like... uh, It's my game of the year, easily. Um... I've put like 70 hours into it. Wow. Okay. And it just came out free for iPhone. That's the other thing. The guy charges five bucks for the game. He just put out the full game for free on iPhone. Oh. He has a DLC coming is out it, on the 15th a, for $1.99. Is it ad supported on a phone? I have no idea. Hopefully. 
I was to say, how, I mean, how is it supported? Dude needs to be making money because his game's fucking great and everyone loves it. And like, he's not monetizing it at all. Who knows? Maybe he's rich. Maybe it's just a, a fun project for him. Well, I mean, the word of mouth, five bucks cheap. And you can sell a hundred thousand sure. of them. And he puts it on sale for two ninety nine. Yeah. Like I got it well, when the game hey, came out. Free advertising here. There you go. It's fucking right. amazing. All right. Next. Oh, for me, real quick. That was, that was fun. Anytime I play NBA Jam and it's done yep. visceral, like that was really good experience. Yep. Hey, Pat and Ian, it's Mike from Mike? Uh, Massachusetts. It's been a while. Anyway, <laughs> curious about your thoughts regarding uh, Nintendo 64 game prices. Uh, um, seems like they're kind of staying the same they were with the retro game spike. They're not falling, which you would expect after people get sick of the hype. Um, even sealed game prices um, seem to be remaining quite high. So I'm curious for your thoughts on that. Uh, love the show. Keep up the good work. Does price charting have, what site used to have like the average cart? per console price it tracked like the average was there one that used to do that i don't know i'm looking at prices in 64 games don't um, this isn't meant to sound mean to mean to mike but i honestly one of the things that i've loved most about not working at luna is that Locations. i no longer have to fucking keep track of game prices i'm looking at price charting like so i, I can't say much um is like 65 dollars for carmageddon is that what it was historically i have no idea yeah like because that's one of those like completionist games i'd look up to see well yeah oh it's come down i mean everything i mean everything peaked it looks like in the p- pandemic yes so like it's come down but it's still let's see it used to be 90 dollars. now it's 65 so everything's everything's tailed off a little bit but not but not everything no like, like uh you put think you told me that sega saturn Keep, Stuff keeps going up, yeah, yeah. But N sixty four, maybe all the completionists got out, got in and out. Yeah, maybe that's the sort of thing. So you see someone's games like, who the fuck's going to buy Carmageddon? Unless you want, right? There are games that you're a fucking masochist. Uh, we've talked about it yeah. before. There's tons of those games on the NES that have gone down in price because no one cares about them anymore. Yeah, no one, no one needs King King Neptune's Adventure. Right. No one. I mean, it's actually not it's a cute little game, but I mean, like, no one's going to say I finally remember that game to go out and play it uh, next. Threw shade at King Neptune's Adventure. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Chris Bucci from Pennsylvania. How's it going? Howdy, buddy. Hey, somebody called not too long ago, and they actually said to you that they have a ritual where every single year they try to choose a genre of game that they normally don't play, and they'll try to pick some games in that genre. That kind of stuck with me for some reason. I thought, you know, that's a really great idea to sort of challenge yourself or do something out of your comfort zone. So my question to you is, with the new year coming up here, if you guys could both do that, if you could choose a genre that you normally don't play and say, next year, I'm going to tackle that one, which one would it be, and what games would you play to sort of introduce yourselves or reintroduce yourselves to that particular genre of game? Uh, And that's it. Hey, guys, uh, have a great holiday. Thanks, Chris. Best of luck uh, on the long haul trucking. It sounds like you're on a CP radio for some reason. <laughs> 10-4, big buddy. We love Chris Bucci. Yeah. Turbo views. Um, you know, I don't spend a lot of time on FPS games. Okay. Um, but I do play some. You know, Doom and whatnot. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been getting better at it when I started playing Splatoon. And I started getting a lot better with twin stick aiming. Granted, that's third person, but I found it carried over to other stuff. I might try to play a few more of those um, this year. I might. But honestly, anything AAA, your basic, excuse me, your basic third person AAA action game. I've touched like none of that really? shit in the past four years. So maybe okay. this year. 
especially if I end up getting a PS5. God of War? Uh, God of War. All right. I'll, I'll do both of the I'll do both of the God of War reboots. Um, I would probably go back to real-time strategy games. They're kind of like soothing to me in a way. I love them, but um, I'm so bad at them. Real-time, anyway, specifically. So I'd go back to Warcraft, and I, I played Starcraft, but like so long ago, and Command and Conquer, like the old stuff. Like that's the stuff I, I really... I, I cut my teeth on PC gaming and a lot of those things, like real-time strategy. Right. But I haven't played them forever. I th- yeah, there's something to be said for the combination of action and planning versus just civilization where it's slow. Right. It's slow and you know what you're doing. And it's, I like that. I like to sit there with a little twitch. whiskey. I like to sit there with a little whiskey and play. Sip, play Civ? Play Civ. Yeah. It's not... It's a sipping game. Civilization's not twitchy. No. Real-time strategies are a little bit of twitchiness, but not overly twitchy. But you still have to be twitchy to command your individual units. Right. But there's a, it's, a, it's a good balance there. Next. Hey guys, this is Ian from St. Louis. So I just watched that H-Bomber guy video about Tommy Tellerico and I got a great idea. If you guys play this audio, which I produced on your podcast, I can then say that I worked hand in hand with you two for five years uh, as your uh, chief audio director. So that would be great. I'll even cut you in a little bit on the royalties. Thanks, guys. I don't, I don't want to punch down, but the people that Tommy that Tom was interviewing with on YouTube on podcast when he said this shit mm-hmm. not one person said wait a minute you work f- five years like you worked like daily you worked daily with me and Moto, Moto. doing sound. five years five years in a game that wasn't in no one clicked that like wait a minute that game wasn't even being worked on for five years like this doesn't make any fucking sense no it no, doesn't and the thing uh, is, is exactly like it it's test- just it's just a flat out it's, ridiculous it's a flat line. out ridiculous uh, assertion yeah no one said are you sure? Like, no one said, are you sure about that? Or everyone's just nodding their heads in the H-Bomber. Yeah, that sounds good. Five years. Five years, hand in hand, meaning like you're on the fucking phone with Miyamoto in Japan doing a, a, a gun sound effect or a ra- yeah. laser beam sound effect. Fucking ridiculous. And he spends a lot of time uh, squeezing and uh, shrinking uh, the sound files. He's like, yeah, we do compression, we do EQ it like this. And then we, we, we spent hours on that that sound effect, he said. He said that they, <laughs> he literally fucking said they spent hours on the oof sound effect. Hi, Pat. Hi, Yen. I'm Greg from France, so sorry for my shitty accent. <laughs> I really Greg. like the collectors who focus their interest into niche collections, such as the non-game Famicom cartridges, cartridges with manufacturing defects, Cartridges with uh, names handwritten on them or obscure consoles that nobody cares about. These collections are generally, not always, but generally cheaper under the radar of resellers and second-hand market. What's your opinion on that? And have you already been amazed by finding out a new obscure kind of collection? Cheers. You don't run into too often in video games for like error stuff or misprints because they're not a lot of like label misprints right. out there. You can collect variants. Um, I have almost every NES variant. I think I discovered I was missing one the other day. I was like, oh, that's surprising. Not a collector mistake. I just didn't realize it. Um, but there's, it's not, it, as a person who's done it, it's not interesting to someone else, in my opinion, to say, hey, I have every game for the console. I think that wears off because th- th- it just shows you have an insane dedication and time and money to do it. It, it, you're not curating at all, right? Exactly. Uh, well, Curation is 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 the important part, and it makes uh, your collection more interesting. There's no story to tell by saying, "I, I everyone loves it." Like our uh, pal Joe DeRosa, comedian, came over. He loved looking at the wall, but for me, it's just blank. Um, I don't have a lot of like subset collections, but I have some. I have I want to say about half of the PlayStation long boxes, but I picked those up 
cheap when I've seen them. I'm not going to go out and buy the super rare ones. I have like Doom. I have I think the Resident Evil one's worth money. Uh, but like I picked those up cheap like ten years ago. What well, the swap me probably. So like that to me is interesting. Um, but I I've thought I've actually thought about it. I thought about dumb things like what if I got all the Famicom games that have the little light thing LED at the top? Those are probably cheap. They, sure. they probably didn't make a huge amount. I was like, I don't know. I think those are mostly Irem games. But that's a, that's a stupid thing, right? Schoon does it. Uh, Holy, does Excitebike do that? Holy Diver does it. I don't think Excitebike does, but anyway, look. So there's like Famicom stuff like that. that because Famicom had all the different colors. Yeah. Famicom, Famicom had like... Uh, Famicom was more interesting, I think, because of that. They have some weird All shit the like colors that. were so cool. So, But NES is just all gray. It's not interesting. Any for you you think about? Any niche sort of thing? Uh, I mean, I already do. I, I love collecting Mahjong games. I mean that's oh, okay. that's that's pretty neat. I did think about I think I did think about getting all the Chase H- HQ games. Um, I collect I collect mahjong games and then I collect um, the Cooking Mama games. I've got all of those. Too. I thought about getting every Chase HQ game because I'm fascinated by the concept. It's just <sighs> and, and, then, and there was an arcade game I told you about that was a a, a, a side scrolling uh, sh- running gun shooter which I never heard of. It's so, an arcade. It's probably very rare. Who card version of uh, Chase HQ is fucking miserable. I don't remember it too so much. Bad. There, was a, there was a Famicom one too, I think. That would have been a nice uh, NES game if it came out here. I would have, I would have loved it. All right, we Good can do more. like one or two more. I got to get home and get ready for work. Music track in what? the arms of an angel. Did you know for only sixteen cents a day or four ninety nine a month, you too can feed two maybe struggling podcasters? You know you'll get the good bits. Or if you double it to 32 cents a day, you too can be a part of the pen club. Remember, kids, credit card and your parents' permission is required, and this offer is not available in GeoCities. We'll show Ian being cheery in his hoodie. I'll be in a cage. Yeah. Those Jesus. commercials are the worst. You want to just just kill yourself watching those commercials. They're the most... The, the most they work. It's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. God, poor, poor animals. As far as I can tell, Excitebike does not have a light. I, thought, I have a couple I thought that have it, but whatever. I mean, a couple other ones. Ten yard fight, Irem. That's the one I was going to do. Ten oh, it's Irem. Yeah, yeah. So there it. you go. So if why did they do that? It's cool though. It's just it's a little neat. LED. Yeah. Uh, I'll do a couple more. Hey Pat. Hey Ian. This is Max calling from Edison, New Jersey. Now that the holiday Edison. season is upon us, do you have any good video game memories with your siblings or family members? Uh, growing up, I played Star Fox on the GameCube with my brother, and I showed my little sister Pong on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred not all that long ago. Thanks, guys. Uh, I have loads of them. I'll, my 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 favorite one, though, I'll, I'll mention because it happened very shortly after Christmas. Um, was I was a kid. We got the NES uh, for Christmas. Um, you know, one of those gifts that was definitely my parents. I think wanted it as much as is is uh, were interested in it as much as I was. Um, and it was still Christmas break, and I remember going to bed, and uh, I remember my mom came in and woke me up at like one thirty in the morning, and she was like, "Come here, come here, you got to see this." And uh, my dad and her were sitting bleary eyed in the living room. And uh, I don't know, they must have reset the game because they were like, we got to show you what they what we found. And they showed me the first warp zone. Whoa. And uh, that's a memory that sticks out in my head just because they were so excited. And I always think, especially at the time, like for kids, we we're like, yeah, this is awesome. But for like, you know, my two parents in their mid 20s experiencing games like this with that kind of freedom Mm -hmm. you know after atari and shit like that must have been pretty fucking cool to like 
you know, especially because they found that without, you know, looking at guides like that early era where you find these secrets without guides or anything like that. It kind of gives you this. And it did for me at the time, too, when I was a kid. It's magic. It gives you this 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 picture of and it's true of, of games being this wide open thing that you can do anything with and there's just a world of secrets out there. I think Super Mario Brothers for that and other reasons is actually <laughs> underrated the first one it's, it, it could be actually an underrated game for when you think about how much it did that was original. Oh I don't underrate it it's still I, it's I still stars. pop that game on and hit start and I'll play it until I'm done. It's a five star game it's an amazing game. Okay we'll do one more one more. This is a holiday one so I gotta fit it in here. Okay Merry Christmas Pat and Ian this is Michael from Michigan. This Mike. question is for the both of you what is a video game you received as a Christmas present? You were very excited to play, but then started playing it, and you were very disappointed with. I did a video about all the uh, video games I got for Christmas at, uh, a couple years ago. It came out. If you haven't seen that, Pat Daniels Punk video. Um, we can go through that right now, actually. I remember getting RC Pro-Am for Christmas okay. and being excited to play it and absolutely you didn't like it? hating it. I think RC Pro-Am is a fun game, and I like it more today. Oh, I did not like it as a kid. It was tough as a kid. No, as a kid, I, I, I spent my entire... Every time I played RC Pro-Am, I just rode the fucking edge. Like, I... I As a kid, that game got no play. As an adult, I definitely enjoy it more, and I think RC Pro-Am 2 is genuinely pretty fucking good. Two? Yeah. Well, it has multiplayer, which is nice. Yeah. It's probably a little bit less skiddy on the controls a little bit. It controls a little bit better, and it's just smoother all around. It has little hills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love RC Pro-Am, too. Um, so let's see. So I start my story with Christmas, like, 87. Um, so I was excited for Akari Warriors, but then you don't know any better. It's one of the first NES games. I can't remember if that's actually the first NES game I actually played out of the three of Super Mario Brothers, Spy Hunter, because I I played Spy Hunter in the arcade. I told, told you the sit down one was was in was in um Star uh, Starport. We had the sit down one at our local Major Magics. If I ever get my own arcade, I'm getting a sit down Spy Hunter. Like that's a great machine. Okay. Yeah, but Akari Warriors, I loved that game as a kid, but I don't remember playing it that much. But I, I remember that's one of the ones I played. Right, and I probably never even realized you can twist the knob as a kid. I probably just went back sure. and forth because <laughs> I mean, you don't know you're a kid. You right. you know, um, so that that was a disappointment. Looking back, that was bad. Um, TV sports hockey, I was very excited for for the Paragraph Sixteen. I thought to myself, well, it's, it looks better than Blades of Steel. It looks better than ice hockey. Um, it's where you learn that looks aren't everything. It's not horrible, but it's, no. it's very a- a- average. I don't think of, any uh, of those games, are, the TV sports games, are too bad. Like uh, football's a little bit, yeah, okay. football, okay. baseball or whatever they called it, pretty good. It's just boring looking. Well, world class baseball, world class. Ba- you're right. That's not terrible. that was That's a family not... stadium game, I believe, or in that family, it was in that Japanese. Uh, was that, that was an offshoot? Uh... Okay, that wasn't TV I'll sports. Check. There was a TV sports baseball. We didn't no, I know it wasn't TV sports, um, but I just I don't think it was Femista. Um, World Series baseball was it called? No, that was on the Genesis World, World Series. World, there was no the one on the World Class baseball. World was Class, okay. yes, that was a Japanese one as well. I forget what it was called. So I was disappointed in that, um, for sure. Um, what else was I disappointed by? Did I just did I just realize I had an error? I had an error in my video. Oh, oh boy, 
No, I didn't. I did not. I thought I got POW not at Christmas. That was a gift. No, I was I was satisfied with POW as an arcade port. It wasn't the arcade. Didn't have it. Didn't have two players. But I was I thought it was a good game, good port for what it I was. I thought it was fun. My buddy um, rented it once, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. So that was disappointing. TV sports uh, hockey was not as good, and I forced myself to like it. Um, I got I got the uh, the Sega Master System two and Rampage. Um, I, th- I believe I can't remember if Rampage was the same time. No, it wasn't. The, same as, the Sega Master System two was disappointing just because at that point I didn't realize how dead the system was. Right, and like Toys R Us wasn't even carrying the games anymore. Yeah, our kids were not covering the shit. We don't know. We just expect it to be out there forever. And then obviously Alice Kid in Miracle World is probably like I had I had to play that game because that's all I had until I got. Um, that was a Rampage. disappointing game. And Rampage is disappointing as a concept, as a game. Yes, for sure. That's no, a great uh, concept. It's horribly executed. And I guess staying on the hockey ones, I don't know any better. Stanley Cup hockey, hockey is a disappointment on Super Nintendo. Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup hockey is like, I played it because that's what I had. It's a neat idea, but horribly it, executed. It's way too slow of a game. So World Class Baseball was its own thing. It wasn't part of another series, but it was developed by Hudson Soft in Japan. Okay. It didn't come out there? I mean, it came out there, but it wasn't part of a series? No. Okay. No, it's its own that's, thing. That's, that's interesting. You think that would be part of a series of how it looks. You know, they would have carried it over. Yeah, it looks nice. No, that's a, no, that's fun. Yeah. Out of all those standard uh, sports games, that one's the best. That's better than probably t- TV sports basketball is bad. Take it to the hoop's pretty good. I take it to the hoop. Oh, I never Besides played one. that one. You never played that one? It's cartoony, mm-hmm. different attributes of characters. So anyway, so the hockey games disappointed me. Uh, but to learn more about this, check out Video Game Christmas Gifts from uh, two years ago, Pat the Annie's Punk video. Uh, during the pandemic, I did that. Oh, I might pandemic. have to get this taken it to the hoop. Oh, uh, Spider-Man and X-Men Arcade's Revenge was definitely a disappointment. Oh, yeah. It seems like I got worse at picking these games as I got older into my, into my after I was 10 years old. I got worse at picking them, for sure. All right. Well, that's it for the podcast. That was an eventful, fun episode of the podcast. Long intro, but we had gifts. Long intro. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Have a have a happy holiday. I'll do. We'll do a. I'll put together. Try to put together a best of the last week of the year, and I might do a Christmas video that'll come out like Christmas Eve because I'm gonna have another video I have to finish editing this week. So I might do a short Christmas video. So you have no, you got plenty to, to to watch and to listen. to. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. All right. Bye bye.